For those of you who come with curiosities, with questions, heed the warning, you should beware. For those of you who come in search of fright and scares, fear not, for there are plenty to share. Now as the feeling trickles down your spine, and your heart begins to race and your mind resigns, close your eyes, step forth, and embrace the chill, as the wind dies down and the air grows still. Now you find yourself at the gate, and you realize there's no escape. Once you've crossed the domain, you found yourself playing a creeper's game. Let yourself sink, the time is just right, for there's a lesson to learn in Ghoul's School tonight. Welcome to Ghoul's School Creepers. <laughs> Welcome I mean, watching dozens of films about, mm-hmm. I mean, ghouls and uh, goblins, the occasional oh. creep. I mean, it's got to have some sort of psychological effect on you. Um, <laughs> do you do you feeling creepy? Well, you know, I did hear that um, there was a survey done that uh, said survey. that uh, there was a survey done that uh, uh, people who frequently uh, watch horror films uh, had better mental health during the pandemic, Jared. Fascinating. Tell so me more. The, well, that, if, you're, you're, if you're looking at, uh, for effects that horror films have, I think it, uh, it conditions your body to be in a, uh, a constant state of um, uh, readiness. And okay, you're more... I, you, you might wind up a talking head uh, on a Netflix, uh, sh- uh, sorry, a Shudder exclusive documentary about horror. Like this? Do you, right. do you think they would ever pull you and me on that? And they'd be like, what do you guys think? And we'd say, well, <laughs> have you seen the willies? I think, I, think, I think you would often just go, all right. All right. All right. Yeah, that's, your, uh, that's your mantra. All right. All right. What would be your uh, critic name? Walton Fenwick? Goggins? Walton, Walton Fenwick. Fenwick? And do you wear uh, Rupert Blum? Or yeah. Plum? Rupert Plum? Clump. Rupert Plum. No. Plum Close to Ru- Rupert Pupkin. Very close. Oh, oh Not to be confused with Garrett. <laughs> Garrett uh, Pumpkin. Pumpkin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no. Garrett Pumpkins out there. There's Chud Wolves Or Carrot Pumpkin, as some might uh, say. Someone who's really into carotenoids, hey? You know, the orange pigment? You know about orange, mm. orange pigment. I know about Everyone's orange. seen that magic school bus. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling uh, particularly creepy. The weather is just right, I would say. It yeah, we, just we, right. we've been getting some weird swings a little bit. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's like 29 degrees uh, yeah. the other day, and now it's down to 13 and rain. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's fucking Al Gore. It's his fault. Always. Well, he Never invented not. the climate change. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how, how it went. How was uh, your uh, turkey celebration this weekend? It was pretty good. It was a uh, um, very uh, low um, 
E, I guess is what the kids say. Uh, had one on Andrew's side. It was it was good. Had one on my side. It was very quiet. Not everyone could attend. So, uh, oh. but that was nice. It was more food for me. <laughs> more pumpkin pie. Uh, yeah. So did you see that picture of my pumpkin pie with my uh, whipped cream ratios? Yeah. From the I foods and snacks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Are you okay that, with that? That, that, that was a, that was a dollop of uh, whipped cream, and we've talked about this last yes, year. Yes, we have. This, we have. This this was apparently a point of uh, controversy. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm. I could give her take uh whipped cream on my pumpkin pie i like the uh just it by itself you know sure. without but yeah you you seem to be this is the pumpkin pie is an excuse for the whipped cream it's much like um how you enjoy some ham with your mustard i believe right correct yeah yeah did you have a ham this weekend jared uh it was turkey 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 oh. was back on the menu it's, it had been a while really not turkey and ham i guess maybe your family's no. not as big as so like we always have both but it's because we have like 30 people at the uh the right event. yeah so yeah no it was just uh it was a giant bird interesting and uh did you get some enjoyment out of it or are you still anti-thanksgiving i i don't know it was uh it was nice to have stuffing in uh turkey i guess again after a, after a bit of a layover but I mm-hmm. uh, I will say that you know I'm still extremely underwhelmed by uh, the white meat of turkey. So you're a dark meat man. I am. I am 100. I'm a dark meat man when it comes to chicken, uh, all fowl. Dating. What? You said dating. Yeah. Uh, dark meat, just like your coffees. Yeah. yeah. My uh, definitely my my food. Or yep. My 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 birds. Oh okay. Yeah. So are you a duck guy? Do you like duck? That's a red <sighs> meat. No, I don't think duck falls under poultry. I think it's like a. <laughs> it's different. It's a different I, kind of bird. I think I honestly think it is. I think it's like a red meat that like you can eat duck like a little bit rare. Like it's not like a chicken. You're not gonna get salmonella. Now I could be wrong, Jarrett. I uh, I don't I don't know if you're right. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna look it up. But when no. we have emails in a month, someone could tell me. But I'm pretty sure duck is considered like a red meat. Sure, I don't even, know. Even though it is a fat uh, flying bird. It's not gray meat? Well, I mean, there's the white meat and there's the other white meat. <clears throat> you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. People. 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 Well, that's good. That's good. What kind of dessert did you have? Pumpkin pie or something else? Yeah, pumpkin pie and apple pie. Interesting. Interesting. Do you have a little uh, ice cream with that apple pie? Well, uh, ice cream was demanded, so I- yeah. ice cream was uh, was received by those who needed it. I've never, Great vanilla? I, no, um, it was. Maple crunch? Uh, one, of, uh, one of my old favorites that I hadn't actually had for a while, but uh, it's like Chapman's uh, Caramel Praline. Pretty good. Well, pralines would pair with the apple pie. No, it's good. and I mean, and caramel goes with everything. Does it? Everything. What about duck? Uh, especially with duck, the the red other red, red meat. meat, the other red meat. <laughs> Should I look Caram- this up? Car- caramel is my favorite meat. Is duck red meat? <laughs> uh, in other words, duck meat may be dark, but it's not scientifically classified <laughs> as red. Since duck is classified as poultry, it's scientifically considered a white meat. However, right. it has a dark darker color. Than most cuts of chicken and turkey. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Huge if true. 
but it, it does it also says here it is considered a red meat by culinary standards so i guess chefs are just like whatever we're just not going to cook duck we don't give a shit is that what that means you just yeah you, you do cook red meat RJ. Yeah, but I mean, chicken, you got to make sure it's cooked. You're not going to serve it raw, you know? <laughs> no, of course not. Right. But I'm, sure there's some, I'm sure there's some people, they, they really like it on the pink side. Which side? The pink side, RJ. Oh, okay. A little, a little undercooked. Okay, okay. A little chewy. Oh. The other red meat. No, the other Interesting. red meat. So you had a terrific <laughs> Thanksgiving, hey, Jarrett? It It was good, yes. Some have asked what Canadians have to be thankful for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They, some might. I mean, we didn't have Plymouth Rock. That wasn't <laughs> us. A Plymouth Rock? That wasn't us. We, we have the uh, Lawrence River. Lawrence Crychek uh, we have? Krychek. Yeah, we do have, we do have a Lawrence Crychek as well. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, we're off to a great start. Outstanding. This is ghoul school, folks. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? <clears throat> well, we're the Criterion Creeps. This is our, our school. Uh, very okay. well appointed. Mm-hmm. Um, Bush League school. Oh, interesting. Yep. And we're going to talk about the movies that we watched. And lots. Many. Okay. Many, many, many movies. Horror. Horror movies. It's our excuse to want to talk about watch movies um, that are not Criterion's. That we've just learned to hate, wow, and hold, and hold in contempt, even yeah, when they're or... good, they're they're probably bad. It's so, not our fault; it's theirs. But horror movies, man, the the bar's so low. There's no expectations. People talk about horror movies. I think fairly honestly, these mm-hmm. criterions, though, people like to deceive themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what people they're... don't deceive themselves about? What movies like Primal Rage? People tell it like it is. They tell it like it is. You ever heard anyone whine to themselves about Primal Rage? I have not. Well, Bigfoot's motivation for this one is a little bit misunderstood. (laughs) Uh, Is is that that where you want to start off with? Uh, I got to pull up your list. Uh, Let me pull up your list, RJ. Well, I... I, I, I This is a good point. I need to pull up your, your list. I absolutely have less than you do. So but I you have a lot. Is... Hey, you know you're you're doing very well this year. I got to say, I've there's been days wow. where I'm like, geez, geez, Louise, what is he doing? He's he's put down five movies on a Friday on a, on, a, on a half day from Pizza Hut. Well, the Pizza Hut gets out early, and you know Andy was busy one day, so uh, yeah. those ninety minute affairs they uh they go down rather smooth, Jared. Oh yeah, I know ninety yeah. minutes is the magic number, and boy, yeah. God help you when you violate the ninety minute rule. Uh, you know, once, in Creeptober. Once in a while, though, you hit something that's possibly two hours, sometimes more than two hours, Jared. Sometimes one decides to watch a TV movie, it appears. Uh, of a, yeah, but it... it uh, I, I really, I, really I, I want to hear you talk about that so much, because okay. this is a, <laughs> that's a movie yeah. I have only ever experience from afar because i remember when they were advertising the shit out of it uh on tv and be like oh man that's gonna be that's gonna be too scary for me in 1995 (laughs) it's like yeah 12 year old Jarrett, he wasn't ready for uh well that movie that we'll talk about Hmm. well so yeah i i have uh i have 
I have a good chunk started so far in my list, but I will mention, as you've pointed out before, I do have a weekend of coitus interruptus. You know what I mean? Whoa. Where like that that's the word for watching movies, right? Uh apparently now it is. Inter- interruptus where uh my uh basically full days are are blocked out and i'll be lucky to get one maybe one and a half so i i did make a good rip at it but it's because uh, i'm anticipating delays well you're at what 29 yeah because two of the movies in my list i've seen before and uh they're just in there in case andy wants to watch them which are um scooby-doo and uh my boyfriend's back uh right which... so yeah i'm at 29 and we talked about like five or six of those last week that's but, true that's but okay. i do feel like you still you have many many more than me so well, if you want to start you can sure i guess so where to begin because we jumped around quite a bit um i've talked about these short films i mean these lists by the way folks if you're tuning in for the very first time to oh, a, yeah. a ghoul school listen to us ramble on um about coitus uh <laughs> what we've got uh see here on letterboxd uh my my thought list should be 31 days of horror 2023 and rj's is creeptober 2023 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've been doing this a very long time now well next year it's gonna be the 10 10 years of creeptober it's gonna be a special one holy shit that's we'll, right but by then we'll run out of good new movies to watch entirely. no no never uh, well we'll find out so uh, we talked about Heavy Metal Massacre last week during mm-hmm. our Days of Heaven episode. I talked about The Dark, a few short films. We, you can find out all about Havoc, Crying Havoc, mm-hmm. and the, the, the great works of Robert Bronzy and Rene <laughs> Perez. Great indeed. Uh, the earlier, probably the best thing I watched in the first volley for me was a Curve, a short film, which I would also recommend. It's short, easy to watch, 10 minutes. <laughs> Ooh. Perfect all you need uh hmm then i don't know if i really talked about horror noir much that's the uh no the shutter documentary on uh oh. on, how long guess, was that that was like three 83 hours? minutes and that's oh. one of the problems it's very short and to the point uh yeah i mean it's just a documentary about um the history of black horror uh mm-hmm. basically african americans in horror films and their place and the rise of it. It seems to be like a real uh, centered around one person. Uh, is it a current day person or is it, it sure? A... It, it is a current can day I, person. I, I would guess, but I feel like that might be. A hate uh, oh, I, I, I feel like you can definitely 100% guess who this is. That this is essentially. Uh, Tony the... Todd? No. Well, Tony Todd shows up. Is, is it a filmmaker though? Current filmmaker. Day? Oh, is it so Jordan they actually Peele? have. It sure it is. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Peele changed the game with Get yeah, Out. Sure. It's Oscar. He won, a, won an Oscar. <laughs> what did what did that win an Oscar for? Wasn't it Best Screenplay or did he get nominated? Oh, I don't know. I he mean, won a bunch of, yeah, he actually won awards. Like, Well, it was a good movie. It yeah. is a good movie. It is. Uh, it's the best thing he's done. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, everyone everyone kind of shows up in this. You get like um, Ernest Tickerson talking a, a, a bit. Uh, Ken Foray. Uh, you know, from everyone's favorite Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Todd, uh, Keith David. Keith, yeah, Keith David and uh, Ken Forey hang out. And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing where they're in a theater watching footage on the screen and then just talking, talking about, about it, it. Yeah. and being like growing up what their like role models were. 
that sort of thing. It's kind of a fluff movie. It's fine. Yeah. It could probably, I don't know. I don't know what you would do differently. Uh, yeah. But maybe more stuff. I mean, just compared to like some of the other documentaries I've seen, like about like exploitation uh, stuff, the Australian exploitation genre. But I think there's just like so much there. But this just seemed maybe there's just not enough to pull in out of because mm-hmm. there's not that much. But is Pam Greer in this? Uh, she she is she is talked about, but she's not in this. She's not interviewed. It's just archive footage for her. Uh, same with like Jim Kelly or something like that. But yeah, a lot, a lot uh, of talk about uh, Blackula and Scream, yeah. Blackula Scream, which is awesome because I love the the Blackula movies are awesome. Those, they also talk about how good. terrible uh, Blackenstein is though because that movie. Falcon's terrible. Blackula is good though. Yes, I've had uh, interest in this, but I always assumed it was like three hours long. And, no, uh, it's apparently super short. it's long. Yeah, I always like to throw some um, documentaries in, horror movie related. There's lots on Shutter. There is. Uh, yeah. This is the one that has been. When did this come out? It was like 20, 2019. Okay, I was gonna yeah, say within the last five years. It was kicking maybe? around for a bit. I think it was Kickstarter too, maybe. I might be confusing my documentary. I think lots of documentaries are Kickstarter now. Probably. Now it lives on Shutter. There mm-hmm. it is. It's a good place for it. Uh, I got. I watched a movie that has the word "creep" in it. The creeping flesh. You didn't start with that though. I did not. I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't I didn't. I didn't think of it. And then I was like, "Oh, I'll throw this on." This is on Tubi or mm. YouTube. One of one of the two. It was mm. free. Freddie Francis. This movie's got Peter Cushing in it. And Christopher Lee, and and the giant Ooh. skeleton. All uh, good things. This, this movie is about science. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, here's the, here's the description of it and the tagline first: a terrifying journey through the nightmare worlds of evil, insanity, and terrible revenge. Sounds cool. A scientist comes to believe that evil is a disease of the blood, and that mm. the flesh of a skeleton he has brought back from New Guinea contains it. In a pure form. That's right, RJ. This giant skeleton uh, contains in its bones the blood of pure evil. Convinced, I don't doubt that at all. Convinced that his wife, um, mm-hmm. uh, a dancer who went insane, manifested this evil, he is terrified that it will be passed on to their daughter. He tries to use the skeleton's blood to immunize her against this eventuality, but his attempt has anything but the desired result. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there comes a part in this where you have a, I don't know, 10 foot tall skeleton wrapped in a black robe chasing Peter Cushing around. Mm -hmm. Uh, That part's pretty neat. Uh, A lot of, this is some classic British estate horror uh, Mm -hmm. where it's a period piece. There's a dude just lives out in the country and he's got a daughter and he's doing crazy horror stuff in his place mm. and uh, you know he's he's going where you shouldn't you know meddling in god's affairs yeah no i've been there it's the it's magazine viewing rj at the end of the day oh i like a good magazine movie yeah it's okay yeah. um but nothing to write home about uh, well they can't all be winners that's right I also checked out a movie that has yet to still come out on, I think, DVD or Blu-ray called Demon Warp, starring George Kennedy for a little bit. Oh. And then a bunch of uh, jobbers you've never heard of. Yeah, This is another uh, fine piece of Evil Dead, sort of like, teen- like teenager men and women go to mm-hmm. the woods and there's 
forces. This one involves like it's a it tricks you thinking well, it leads you to believe that you're dealing with a Bigfoot, but it's like an alien Bigfoot. But oh. it's not as cool as it sounds. And yeah. uh, there's dream sequences and then endings upon endings that just kind of don't go anywhere. Uh, I don't my this didn't really get my attention fully. But uh, I don't know. It's got a cool title. It's got a cool poster. But I like Bigfoot. I you like Bigfoots, and I like aliens. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. but yeah, and also too with like creeping flash. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Demon Warp has like a double double fake out dream ending. Mm-hmm. Not a not a fan of those. Uh, yeah. creep, creeping flesh also does the. Ah, uh, he's always crazy. And uh, that's else that had a double fake out that we uh. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. Uh, some short films. My Little Goat, uh, from 2018. This is like 10 minutes long. It's Japanese mm-hmm. stop motion animation. This one's about dealing with trauma. RJ, is there any animal violence in it? Well, it's all like little puppets. Little, 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 dead little puppet little, mothers. Little, little lambs. Little lambs yeah. being eaten by a wolf, being saved by their wolf mom. But then it's, sure. it turns out it's a, it's a coping mechanism. It's a metaphor about abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks yeah. cool. But, does it? Uh, it does. They had the, uh, mm-hmm. they had very, uh, the filmmakers did a really good job putting it together. But I think there's some storytelling stuff that I was like, what's going on? Um, or like, I'm like, oh, geez, that seems very clear what's going on all of a sudden. And then it kind of goes back and you go, I don't know. This looks cool, but I feel like it might have uh, needed a little bit more work in the writing phase, I feel. A little bit but, more. Oops. Well, something maybe. Uh, I also watched a, this was apparently, I didn't know this because I was looking at another list and they popped up. And then I saw a certain member of the Criterion Creeps had seen this several years ago. Oh an animated film called There's a Man in the Woods. Oh, uh, oh. You, you, you gave this four stars. <laughs> when did I watch uh, this? You watched this uh, September 4th, 2016. Boy. <laughs> it was a Sunday. So almost eight years ago. Was it any good still? You, or is you, it you, you gave, It's okay. I mean, you got to remember, 2016, you and me were probably rating things pretty uh, aggressively. <laughs> More generously? Yeah. <laughs> It's I I kind of remember it, but I I think this is like a might have been like a high school project. So I mean, in mm. for in terms of that scope, like this is pretty well done. Um, yeah, I recognize but, the poster. I just can't remember the short. So what it is is uh, it's about this teacher and yeah. his he's got, in his class. He's got this piece of shit kid, and mm. piece of shit kids uh, wants to keep get all these flowers or whatever berries for himself. And he keeps saying there's a man in the woods, which freaks everybody out. And what happens is the teacher's like, well, this kid's full of shit. But some some real Karens start complaining, saying mm. that this teacher wasn't doing their job and protecting mm-hmm. the kids because there was a man in the woods. And he didn't tell them to stay away from the woods, even though there's no, there is no one in the woods because the kid's lying, mm-hmm. but nobody knows that. And this guy loses his job. And in, in, in creating this tale of there was a man in the woods, uh. the man who loses his job becomes... The man in the woods, and I guess is going Classic. to violently kill this child after the credits roll. That and RJ said, "I want to give this four stars." Classic. We've yeah, all love... been there. Yeah, exactly. We've all been there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of RJ picks, so here's one. So RJ 
when did you watch the Plague of the Zombies? Oh god. And you that gave was probably it two, like six or seven years ago also. Two, uh you watched it on Halloween twenty fourteen. <laughs> so nine years ago. Nine. Uh do you remember the plague of the zombies? Uh I remember people busting out of graves and uh that's about it. I don't remember a whole lot of it. So the uh, I don't know, maybe you went into this with odd expectations, like having no clue mm-hmm. what the plague of the zombies was. And I had no idea either. So this is a hammer film. Yeah, yep. Yep. And the the coolest thing I remember about this now, because you know, it's been uh ten days or something like that since I watched it's it. Eternity. That's a lot of movies ago. Uh, this movie's got really cool looking cultists. Like mm-hmm. their mat, their masks are awesome. And again, uh, British estate stuff, where it's like this vague, nebulous time in the past uh, when you have lords and uh, sons of lords who mm-hmm. are going around hunting foxes. So they're real jerk offs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also uh, also hunt women. <laughs> And like sure they, they, they see some lady, they start running. They're riding around on horses in their uh, red jackets, and they they grab the woman who's the daughter of the main character in this, mm-hmm. who gets called upon because of mysterious happenings uh, mm-hmm. that are occurring. And I start blurring creeping flesh and playing the zombies already because these houses, these estates, always look the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, very British, and so, uh, but this. Anyway, so there's like some real implications that something's bad is going to happen to this girl. But then mm-hmm. the, one of the the guys' dad shows up, admonishes them, saying, "You sick fucks! What are you doing this for? You should know better." Mm-hmm. Little, but and he's like, "Well, you were right," and he's trying to be all normal and like pre-presenting well. But as inevitably you'd be figuring out, you're like, "Well, where do happen to those cool cultists we saw at the beginning with the sick masks?" You're like, "Well, of course the lords are the part of the cult, and they're running the cult at their place." And what mm-hmm. do, what do cultists do? Well, they're animating zombies, like from of the course. local local people dying in the graves, and they're having them do manual labor at the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's but it's like cool. I mean, there's just, it's like zombies mm-hmm. uh, stuff, and it's entertaining enough again background background viewing cool visuals yeah perhaps Um, i was too harsh on it but i i just looked and i watched this movie sandwiched right between movies like scanners (laughs) the devil rides out mm. texas chainsaw in the mouth of madness whoa for yeah that was that was the rip i had in 2014 so uh perhaps perhaps i was too harsh but uh compared to what i was watching yeah now I think you'd bump that up a half star. Probably, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take my star ratings out of there. I'll give it another shot one year. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more I'll talk about, then I'll hand it off to you. Oh. Uh, are, are you familiar with a, a film called Ghost Stories from 2017? <clears throat> I feel like I am, but I don't re- remember why. Are you familiar with Martin Freeman, a.k.a. Oh. Bilbo? Bill Tim from The Office, not Jim. A.K.A. Tim. somebody, some character in the Black Panther movies or something, yes, right? or something. Yeah, he's a guy. Everyone okay. knows Martin Freeman now. Sure they do now. He's, he's everywhere. And so yeah. he showed up, of course, because he's everywhere. He's also in Ghost Stories, uh, which is uh, directed by and starring a guy named Andy Nyman. Of course it is. Who I don't really know. I've seen eight. Sorry, I've seen eight things with them. Oh, geez. I could not tell you why. 
mm-hmm. or what those things were, but there he was. So anyway, so this is an anthology film. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know why. I, I think I was looking up like a list and it's like, here's some great horror anthologies you haven't seen. And I'd seen all, almost all of them except for mm-hmm. four. And this was one of those. And I was like, oh, hey, look at that. It's on Tubi. <laughs> of course. I'll, what isn't? Of course, I'll give ghost stories a shot. I, mm-hmm. I think it was. I don't know if it was for sure. It might have been Prime or something. But anyway, I was like, yeah. sure. Let's see what this is all about. So it starts off like a kind of a found footage thing happening where there is a, a psychologist, para paranormal investigator who, who wants to catch out frauds. And yeah. so it's like him calling, showing up to one person's show and explaining how it's done. And the person goes, Oh, curse you for undoing me, mm-hmm. uh, unhand me. Of course I'm legitimate. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, his inspiration, uh, is this man who, uh, was who did this thing back in the seventies, but mm-hmm. then that all changed and he kind of dropped out and just disappeared. But then one day uh, he's contacted or something or something. He comes up again, he resurfaces and he's like, the reason why I quit is because in fact, there were three cases that convinced me that ghosts were real. And he's being told mm-hmm. this by like this old man, but it's like a young man in old man makeup. And I was like, exactly. I didn't, I didn't really care about looking up who it was because I knew it would be revealed eventually. Um, so I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And so we follow. I guess it's uh, Andy Nyman, Professor Goodman, you know, mm. good man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes and checks in with a security guard uh, working for this, like, I don't know, underground building. Uh, and it's just like, oh, he tells a story about seeing this like creepy child and him wandering around in the dark, being cornered in a room. And then the the professor goes and visits a priest and the priest goes, well, of course it, it was real because he found God after it's like, you're like, okay, <laughs> where's the, where's the irrefutable proof? Like, it's just like, here's he some state right there. Here's some statements. It's like, what is this? And then we get to the next one, which is um, the probably the best part of this, where it's like this kid who lives in this weird house with weird, dejected parents. Uh, and he's got all this stuff with demons, like devils on the wall, like you know, medieval carvings of devils. And there's this story about this kid who hadn't told his parents he had failed getting his uh, driver's license on the first try, but he still takes the car out one night. And while he's driving out one night, he... Uh, has a hit and run stop collision with a devil. <laughs> like, and it's like a full on like little devil. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. It's like, it's totally like, Oh, if you imagine those woodcuts, that's what he hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. There's some, there's some cool little bits in the woods. Uh, the little devil getting into the back seat, wanting mm-hmm. to hang out. And then it kind of just wraps up and you're like, Okay. Like, what, where, where, where's this going? And again, you're like, well, where's the, where's the closure in this? And mm-hmm. then he goes and hangs out with Martin Freeman for a little bit, who's uh, another, like, English lordy type of uh, flat caps and mud boots out mm-hmm. in the, some grassy place, like the Moors or something. And he tells a story about um, his, like, a baby ghost, like some sort of poltergeist in the his, like, modernist home throwing books around. Mm-hmm. And his wife being dead, and then 
there's a scene I recorded this. I was going to post it on the Discord. Uh, oh, the what? The the Discord? What's the, that? Why well, RJ is one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world today. Oh, really? Wow. And you, for one dollar, pay it up on Patreon. You can get onto the Discord and follow along with all the sweet horror action that's going on right now. So much screenshots. So much screenshot action. A lot of screenshots. Jared giving sports uh, predictions. Really, on the on the big on the first and last source for sports. Well, yeah. that is accurate, but uh, yeah, and lots of lots of good screenshots. Like Martin Freeman, uh, who <laughs> this is scene, he like looks over out of nowhere and he sees something, and then he just puts his shotgun he's had with him and blows his head off. But <laughs> this is like done; it's like a CGI thing where he blows his head off, but then his body goes like flying up and over this hill. And like, I mean, that's cool. It's like, but it looks so goofy. And then you're like, well, where's this movie going? And then so our boy goes back to visit uh, the the old man. And then the old man tears his face off and reveals it's Martin Freeman. And then it's like, what's going on? Reality isn't what I think it is. And spoilers, it all takes place in a comatose man's head. Get the fuck out of here. They can't the, keep doing that to uh, us. I, oh, I don't know. Fuck. It's the worst. I fucking hate it. And it's for nothing. And then it's like the three characters that he just like had these experiences with. They're all like attendants at the hospital. Like, so that Mark Freeman's a doctor. He's like an asshole. It's like mm-hmm. played for it laughs. And then the, I think the security guard is a caretaker. And then the kid with the car accident was just like a, an attendant at the hospital. And that's it. And it's like, Oh, two stars. <laughs> Just like, nope. Not worth your time, folks. Don't watch ghost stories. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I, I, it's like the, that is, man, the, it inflames me. <laughs> it's just like, no. Mm. Waste my time. I mean, that's a Jared pick for you. That's a Jared pick. That's like the essential of a Jared pick right there. That is. It's got all your hall- hallmarks. Yeah. All of them. Mar- Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. It all takes place in Mul- the multiple the guy's personality head. syndrome. Yeah. But it's like not even multi personality. It's just like, oh, it's in a coma dream. And let me tell you, I've got another one later on that's the exact same thing. Has it got John Cusack in it? Uh, better. It's got the two Bills. Uh, find, oh. Find, find, find out later, folks. Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton? Correct. Holy shit. Two Bills for the price of one. Billy P, Billy P. Free on, free on Tubi in full frame. What's not on Tubi? Can So Ghoul School, somebody out there, contact Tubi that we are giving them the ultimate press for one month a year. This is Tubi Central because I think like 80% of my movies were from Tubi. They're, like the, the depth of the horror selection is so good. Oh, it's incredible. It, it, it's re- like It's solid. And I, I will stand up for Tubi any day of the week because, like, people will be like, well, there's commercials. It's like, yeah, like, one every 30 minutes, and they're, like, 20 seconds long. Like, they they barely have any commercials. Barely, yeah. Yeah, it's very – and sometimes at the very end, there'll be, like, this home stretch point where they dump five at you in a row, and that's it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. that seems reasonable. Yeah. You're like, here, this is now Tubi telling me, hey, get up to go to the bathroom. This is your opportunity. And you know what I really like about Tubi? 
the commer- the commercials are planned by like a human because it's always at the end of a scene. It doesn't just cut in somewhere. It's always like it'll be like ad starting in six seconds. And it'll be like when the scene is ending and then the scene's over. And then when the commercial break, it's a new scene. And then you don't feel like you're you're lost or anything, you know? So what kind of movies have you been watching on Tubi, RJ? Holy shit. Not this one. I watched uh, Deborah Logan. That's not on Tubi. <laughs> I believe that's on it's like, The Shutter. It's like that 80% of what I watched was Tubi. The next four in a row were on Tubi. Um, but I watched a Jarrett pick, a real genuine one. <laughs> Well, this is you're, a, you're, you're a big fan, right? This is a, this is a lawsuit. You can't you can't be calling certain things jerpics when they are most assuredly not. I never said that you thought they were good. Mm. That's not what pick means. No, it's it is. Movie that's, I'm that's associating with that, you. That, that's absolutely what a, a jerpics is. Association. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's got to get the um, you know the uh, an endorsement. This is this does not have an endorsement from me. No, I disagree. So here's why this is a Jarrett pick. Um, uh, it's a found footage movie that everyone loves. People love this movie. Yeah. It's got a, I hey, mean, on Letterboxd, it's got a 3.0. That's pretty decent for a horror movie. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. Like, uh, it does some things better than I expected. Like, it's got some found footage things where it's like, hmm. I was like, that uh, wasn't quite what I thought. It kind of avoids some of the trappings where, uh, like, at certain points, they're like, hey, Put the camera down and help us. And then the guy actually will. He'll put the camera down and he'll go help him. And I went, such a small thing. But that's interesting. Uh, or I don't know. There there were a few things that I was like, oh, that was handled well. But then some of the movie, too, you're kind of like, well, not the best. I don't know. I think this is a... I gave it a two and a half. But I, I think I people could give this a three and be like, I'm not saying it's great, but I'm saying it's okay. Here's the thing. Deborah Logan is uh it's a science spiritual hybrid thing. So it's like the first half an hour of this, I think is actually pretty good where it's just like it's like, hey, Alzheimer's is a disease that destroys people and everything they are, and you're just like, Oh man, that sucks. And then it turns into uh quote spiritual parasites. And I went, Oh? So this is uh it turns Alzheimer's, which is a real thing, into a uh, a possession thing, and I went all right, all right, all right. What about dementia? And dementia. That, I mean, that could work too. I, <laughs> I I didn't think about that, but wow. Um, I was I wasn't on top of it. But there's other things too where it's like kind of goofy. Like some of the found footage. There's some scenes where uh, Deborah Logan's stealing kids from hospitals, and she's in the basement, and all the hospital people have flashlights, and it's like turn the lights on. <laughs> it's like you're in a working hospital. Nothing's happened to the hospital. Just turn the lights on. But all the lights are out for some reason. You're like, that's bizarre. Um, So anyways, it's uh, they're making an Alzheimer's documentary. And then they really, really try to convince you that they did a lot of research in uh, Alzheimer's. So they're talking (laughs) about like amyloid deposits. Now, I know what that is, Jared. Yeah, because I was involved in a study of that for a brief, a brief part of my life. And I was like, oh, a hot minute. A hot minute. I was like, interesting. And then they talk about misfiring synapses. And I was just like, all right. I see what they're going for here. Uh, but then they like try to do that. But then there's things it's like, it's like you didn't look at the hard details, did you? So like one of them, um, 
they uh there's a guy in here named Desjardin and they pronounce it Desjardin and I was like what the fuck I was like do they not know what French is have you ever heard of that have you ever heard anyone pronounce Desjardin as Desjardin I don't know are you are you are we sure that uh, it's Desjardin I I know like I've met a lot of them in my life there could be others no there's not it's I'm just trust me it is the only ones there is uh, I don't know. Deborah Logan's like, it's got some stuff that's okay. Like um, naked women just kind of like walking around in the background. You're like, that's all well and good. But then there is some stuff you're like, you're like I don't know. I've seen this uh, many times in other movies. So I see why you don't like it. I can kind of see why people are uh, fans of it, but I, I, I don't really would. I can't really see why anyone would be a really big fan of it. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not like that. Don't get too, don't get too hot and excited. You know what I mean, Jer? So, I don't know. Out of the found footage stuff I've watched this month, it's uh, pretty much par for the course for me, or uh, <laughs> what I've been seeing lately. All, all I re- all I remember about this, based on my notes, is uh, th- there's uh, a lot of jump scares, there's and there, but there's a, but there's musical yeah. cues on them. Oh and yes, and this is like really it goes actually trying found footage, and this is truly trying to be a found footage film. It's not like a after the mat. Like, so there's like your hell houses where it is a documentary that is using found footage. We this yeah we have recovered is, the footage. Yeah, yes, this is trying to be that, and it makes it be like, why would they make a found footage film with an original score? Yeah, and that's there, and then the the technical glitches. Uh, as a person that's like interested oh, yeah. in, in the medium like the yeah. actual like what does eight millimeter look like what does 16 millimeter look like what do, like this and digital uh, i don't know if we're going to talk about uh vhs 85 we, i, I have we, not seen it yet we, we could talk about i yeah i i'll just but say will soon. it's uh not great it's not great and oh. one of the one, one of the sins it commits is in one of the short films it is very clearly trying to like use just like straight up digital footage and then make it look like with a filter. Yeah. Like, 1985. And it's so trash. And the I other just... one's actually shot with tape, like with like, you know, yeah. old tapes and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh cool. I appreciate this. I dislike that a lot. Like when they try to make it look old and grainy, it's like, but enough. the footage, but it doesn't look right. That's too bad. And... Cause last year they had an incredible VHS. I guess they can't all be winners. No. But... Yeah. This one, they just decided, eh, fuck it. Yeah. So I, I do I do understand what you mean. Yeah, like Deborah Logan does have a it's got like little glitches like and then it does have music things. But uh, yeah, it is like it's supposed to be like documentarians went to film this. It's like this is the recovered footage. And you go, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's Anyways. Deborah Logan. And then yeah. uh, and then I watched Frightmare. Jared, you ever seen Frightmare? I have. I it's a trauma remember. film. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it though. So it's refresh my memory. It's like a get, weekend I, at I, Bernie's, but with I, like uh, the body actually comes back to life, and then it's like you, you bastards. That's wild. Uh, so I gave, I, like, I gave this two stars. I think I gave it a two and a half, maybe. Um, if I rated it at all, uh, it would have been a two and a half. But uh, it's kind of like there's a Christopher Lee type. Uh, he's like he looks. It's it's almost like they're like we can't get Christopher Lee, let's just get someone who's like close enough. So he's like a horror icon guy, and he's like filming things, but he's kind of evil. 
someone like makes fun of him and he like pushes them down a staircase and stuff and you're like oh he's kind of evil and then he dies and then you see like this big outpour of like college kids and fans that are like oh we love your like uh cheesy old horror movies and stuff and he's like they're not cheesy he's like i worked very hard on these films and you're just like all right uh, but he dies, and then he's like, everyone is invited to my mansion for a party after I'm dead. And the kids are like, oh, yeah, nice. So they go, and they have a party, and then they leave. And then the high school kids or college kids are like, hey, let's go back. Let's dig up. Let's let's break out his bo- break his body out of the tomb. And then they're like, yeah, that sounds great. So they sounds go. Great. And uh, it's actually like, it's not played like as grotesque, but like... Uh, there is a scene where they prop his body up at the dinner table and they're all there eating spaghetti and it's like ludicrously exaggerated. They're like, and they're like piling spaghetti on their heads and stuff. And there's just a dead body in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I was like, I like that. I was like, I'm on board for that. Whatever this, whatever that is, I'm, I'm kind of into that. So uh, that's like the weekend of Bernie's part. And then uh, when they try to put the body back, it engages a trap and a video of him comes on and he's just like, he's like, couldn't help yourselves, could you? You just had to come back, didn't you? And then it, it kind of like clicks in all these traps everywhere. And then he comes back as like a zombie kind of. Um, and then he like gets them and stuff like that. Uh, it's not a great movie, but uh, the poster's like, awesome. The por- poster's awesome. The name is awesome. Uh, I really liked in the spaghetti dinner scene. Uh, like it is kind of like when I was watching, it was like this is kind of it's kind of morbid. It's a little grotesque, but they're mm-hmm. also drinking Coors Banquet, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, mm-hmm. you don't see Coors Banquet a lot in movies, so that's kind of cool. That's true. And uh, Jeffrey Coombs is in this. Yes, Wyoon. <laughs> Wyoon himself, Coombs. Uh, and there's a really cool scene with him, like boilers. But uh, he he gets buried alive, and then. Uh, um, a crow starts eating his head, but it's like his actual head because he's a professional, and he's like, ah, yeah. and there's like a real crow pecking his head, and I was just like, oh, Coombs, you're crazy, man. <laughs> so that's good. I I don't remember the movie much at all. It sounds it's, vaguely familiar, but my like, guy didn't make an impression during a uh, Trome. Yeah. It's a solid two and a half. Uh, I'm I'm there's there were two trauma movies here. I was like, how did I not watch these during trauma? But trauma, like I think you and me both put down like forty movies, yeah. And they're half of them were the same, half of them were different. So it happens. But yep. it's a solid two and a half. Yeah, we both made sure to watch both Wade Kaufman's as uh, many or all the or all the core like actual directed yeah. by Kaufman and as much trauma as we could get in as, in as terms we of could. the traumas because there's a lot of traumas that are like actually officially theirs and then there's ones that they just distributed yeah. yeah i mean the other trauma i watch i'm jumping one but like i did watch the children uh-huh. which was i i think like a trauma one you watched and i yes. didn't and then i think you're like this one's actually not bad and i was like shit yeah i was like i should have watched because yeah, i i would have watched the vinegar syndrome uh blu-ray i have of this mm-hmm. yeah like co- which has got this cover i'm looking at right now with the green faces yes yes yeah. it's a cool cover and i've been meaning to watch it for a while but it only just got added to tubi just like frightmare uh I'll, I'll talk about primal rage in a second but yeah this was another trauma one that i think i think at the time you're like this is a good one and i was like okay so uh school bus of kids uh radioactive or like nuclear plant breaks down gas cloud school bus rolls through the gas and then sheriff comes up upon the bus and is like where's the kids at and then uh and then you just see kids kind of like walking home and they're like Arr. 
and then they're like mommy daddy and, and they, they hug uh, you they hug their loved ones and it's an atomic hug and the people just like uh get radiation poisoning like immediately and their bodies shrivel up and you're just like like yeah that's pretty cool that's 1980 pretty cool. that's, that's, yeah. that's a good time for a radioactive horror yeah this one is uh this one's pretty cool like the children are stalking people um it doesn't feel like a trauma movie uh I don't I don't know what that means. It, it just it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a trauma movie. It feels like it's, a it's, it, movie. It, 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 right. It's, it's not like it's it's kind of silly as the concept of what mm-hmm. you just described is like oh kids on school bus drive through atomic cloud and then they go around and give like hugs, hugs to their parents and melt them and yeah. you're like well that sounds stupid you're like well they play it like almost they play straight. It straight yeah and yeah. that's that, that's why it feels like a hammer movie is because it's kind of like a weird idea but like they play it straight for the most part. Um, so it's like, uh, the sheriff, uh, and his, he like meets a guy who the guys, one of the guy's kids was on the bus who is also missing. And they're just like, God, we got to find these kids. So they're like driving around and, uh, the guy's wife is at home and she's pregnant and eventually they come back to the house. And then it's like the two dudes and the wife and they're just holed up in the house. And like all of the children are surrounding it. Cause they're basically the only people left that like haven't been atomic hugged. Uh, you get, uh, a pregnant lady smoking in this and she looks at the her pregnant belly and she goes sorry <laughs> which uh i screenshotted and put on the discord i don't know if people could tell what was going on but she's saying sorry to her pregnant tummy and i was just like oh man uh but this movie is pretty cool because a lot of this movie is um the sheriff and the other dude like shotgun blasting 10 year olds and then as the kids are like getting up they're like Arr! they like go with a uh What's a not like a bayonet, but like one of those old timey swords, and they're just like ah, and they're cutting like, off all their hands. Okay, so there's like it's like a gun with a knife on the end. No, it's it's or... it's just the sword, but it's like it looks like what like, like a Civil War one, like a yeah, saber. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, it's like a saber. So like their their defense against these kids, they shoot them, and then eventually they realize the one guy's like it's the hands. He's like they get those hands on you, and they turn you into atomic waste. He's like, we got to cut off their hands. Uh, so they go around and they're just shotgunning little kids and then they're cutting off their hands with sabers, which uh, I kind of liked. I thought that was good. I thought that was really good, Jared. But uh, a couple bad things. We do get a dead dog in this and uh, we do get someone throwing a chicken off, like from off screen. I can tell. But I said, I've brought this up before. Uh, I can always tell when a chicken is thrown. So somebody has a chicken off camera and throws it into camera. I can... I can always tell, Jared. Okay. Uh, and the mom in this is like, uh, I don't know if they're trying to, like, I don't know what they're trying to play it off with her, but, like, she is so uh, oblivious to everything. It's like, the kids are killing you. And she's like, no, they're fine. And then it's like, kids, they're like, ah, like, melting faces. She's Mommy. Like, no, no. Uh, there's dead kids in it, too. So, anyways. You want to hear about a real Jarrett pick? Sure. Primal rage. Oh, man. Oh man. Uh I don't know if this is Jared pick or not, but uh Well, I gave it three stars. That's you you did that's almost no, a recommendation. And what was my review? Uh Bigfoot smelling piss. Sniffing. Sniffing piss. Was uh, that accurate? Uh that yes, does, he does that do does that. In fact happen. Well he is a sex offender in this film. Yeah. Uh but uh did you see my review? I, I I did, and I don't recall it. Let's see here. So RJ writes, 
Bigfoot operates in some pretty interesting ways here. Bigfoot throwing bodies at cars. Bigfoot throwing rocks. Bigfoot pushing cars into rivers. Bigfoot crafting bark armor. Mm-hmm. Ninja Bigfoot cutting hair. Mm-hmm. Shooting arrows. Decaps slit throats. Ripping jaws off. Setting bear traps. Bigfoot armies. But then he's also a sex offender. So follow that under a negative encounter. It's very, very accurate, Jarrett. So uh, this is a Bigfoot movie. Yep. Uh, obviously. Uh, it's... Uh, a couple guy just gets out of prison and they're driving and they stop at the side of the road because they they like see something and uh, or something hits their car and they come out and they look and it's like a half of a torso and they're like what the heck what, is this the movie that opens up with her picking up her boyfriend from jail yes yes yeah okay I was like I think that's how this opens too and yeah, so she's nothing yeah. to do with anything else well the the or, she, the... or he's picking her up I can't. Remember. No, no, she picks him up, and so the reason is they run into townies, and they're like rednecks, yeah. and they're like, we yes. don't like ex-cons here, and yeah. he's like, he's like, listen, man, I paid my time, and then later, when they're in Bigfoot country, they, they run into the ex-cons, and it's kind of like, are these ex-cons going to rape the girl, or is Bigfoot going to get them? I'm going to let you know right now. Well, they're not ex-cons. They're, they're like hunters that no, have Oh, yeah, a so they're the hunters, yeah. but they don't like him because he's an ex-con. Yes. And that's the only rationale they give. They're just like, they're like, we don't like you here. You should uh, should move on. Yes. They're like, we don't like criminals. Bad dudes. And, yeah. So, yeah. So she picks them up, and they're driving, and then something hits her car, and they go out and look, and it's like a torso. And they're like, we couldn't have hit this. Where's the legs? <laughs> it's something like that. And then you, and then it cuts to Bigfoot in the, in the trees. He's like... <laughs> So and he's, he's wearing he's wearing like a this the bark mask. armor. Yeah, yeah, he's got a mask on, and you're just like, what is that? So then they're in the woods, and uh, uh, yeah, Bigfoot's a real creep in this. Like the girl, uh, like has to take a pee somewhere, and he goes and sniffs it. And then at one point, he sneaks up behind her, and he just gives a little cut of her hair, and then he takes it. But he doesn't take the girl. He just cuts some of her hair, and you're just like, wait a minute, why did he do that? Uh, but then like he's doing all the like Bigfoot stuff. He throws rocks. He pushes cars into the river. Um, and then he starts doing things that are not, they're a little bit atypical of the Bigfoot movie, Jared. Mm -hmm. So he does have bark armor all over his body. He shoots arrows, which I was like, whoa, you don't see that with Bigfoots a lot. Uh, he uses knives. Uh, he sets bear traps. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, the one spoiler to this is, uh, the Bigfoot army thing, but I won't, I won't explain what that means. Um, but what you find out is uh, the sheriffs in this town are um, indigenous folk, and uh, they called the Bigfoot the Oma, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like their local monster. The only thing I had a kind of an issue with is this movie seems like it's a uh, Midwestern, and the indigenous folk in this, they do like a peyote-like thing in a teepee, like a peyote-like uh, sweat lodge. And I was like, I feel like peyote doesn't fit with that, like with the region. I think that's like a, a New Mexico thing. Did it get as high as... Washington and BC area? Coyote? It's a cactus, right? Do they? I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not uh, an indigenous fellow, but uh, I was like, I don't know if that one's true or not. Um, One really cool thing in this, there's like an old indigenous woman, and she's kind of like a witch. She's like an old crone. Oh, fuck. And then she is a crone? Yeah. She's like... Uh, she's got like hook fingers and like a hook oh, nose. Like it, she's she's like a a mutant. Yeah, yeah, and she's super cool though. So she like yeah. saves the guy and like 
she like puts maggots in his wounds and like covers his body in like jellies and stuff and you're just like all right and then she's like you go fight the bigfoot she doesn't say anything but he's like no. i'm gonna go fight the bigfoot and then as she's le- he's leaving she like laughs and she's just got like a little drum and she starts drumming and it's like dun 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 and it's like uh it's like when they were having the sweat lodge thing with the drums and then he starts like running to the beat of the drum and you're just like yeah you're like go get that bigfoot man um so yeah because big bigfoot basically gets to like completely take apart this hunting party mm-hmm. of like men that would probably be just as dangerous to her uh, yeah the as... implication is that if bigfoot didn't come those 10 men would have raped her yeah because they're, they're like, oh we're just having a little bit of fun because yeah because they kind of uh wind up that her and her boyfriend uh, her husband, I guess, they wind up with them, beholden to these guys, and they're just like, we're just kidding around. No, we're not. Okay. Yeah, we're just kidding. What are you, what are you being so serious for? Ooh, we're not. We're, we're just joking. Well, and yeah, like, and they're like, they're like, can we use your radio? And they're like, our radios don't work. And then a big, and it's like, come in, and it's like, ah, it doesn't work in some parts, you know? And they're like, let's go this way to the camp. And then they're like, isn't camp that way? And they go, oh, well, you know, we're, uh, it's, uh, where but, the vehicles are. But don't are. worry about it. Bigfoot fucks them up. Yeah, he gets all of them. And that's where he does the cool things like shooting arrows and setting up bear traps and stuff <laughs> and uh, ripping people's jaws off, which I, oh, I thought he, was really cool. He fucking like murders people so bad in this. Yeah. Which is so all the killing Bigfoot does is super cool. <laughs> and kind of like the thing about this is the Oma thing is that he's like the reincarnation of tribal leaders. And it's like he is now the forest protector. He's a Bigfoot. But he is like the reincarnation of a like an old tribal leader or an old uh, war chief or something is what they say. Uh, and uh, so everything Bigfoot does to kill people is really cool, except he is a sex offender in this yeah, in a couple he, of bad yeah, ways. He, unfortunately, he's kind of a rapist. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, it's not really shown, but it's implicated. It's heavily implicated. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the hut and you're like, what's he doing back there? And you're like, oh, yeah. boy. I don't know if I needed this in my primal rage. I feel like if that wasn't in here, this movie would be way higher. Like, it would be, uh, it would have a lot going for it. So it's kind of a bummer that they did choose to make him a rapist in this. I, I don't really know why they decided to do that. But, anyways. But she has uh, a final stand. She does until something happens. Because also the sheriff joins in. Yeah, the sheriff all, comes in. It's part of the cycle. It's, uh, like, mm-hmm. well, I got to face this fucking old man, Oma thing. Yeah. And then, and then we get we get more masks, RJ. Oh well, and so like, here's the spoil. Like, I, no, we don't need to spoil it. But there's masks. There's armor. Where's Where's Primal Rage Two? Well, this is the only movie that uh, made it yet. Pat Patrick McGee. This is only a Patrick McGee film. Is that a real person? Do you think that's the that's the name of the person who directed this? Apparently, the yeah, legend but is that of a Omar. real person? I I think a person made this. Okay. Unless you think uh, it's the was it the algorithm? I don't know. I I mean it's it's got cool Bigfoot kills. It actually does. Like Bigfoot, I like as soon as the intro of Bigfoot is him throwing a like a, a torso at a car. I was like, oh yeah, I'm like this is good big Bigfoot action. This is good it stuff. Is. No, so uh, yeah, it's really good except for the rape. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, do you want to hear about some more movies? Should I hand it off to you for a while? Well, I mean, um, I don't know. Sure, I'll talk about some things. 
Uh, I watched the Brain Eaters because I was looking for something really I've been trying short to watch and that sweet. for a long time. It, it is sixty-one minutes long. Ooh. This is some fifty sci-fi horror. Uh, if you've ever seen a, a little movie like, say, Atomic uh, Brains. Fuck, what's the movie we watched? The Creeps. The Brain like, one. The Brain. Not the Brain. You know, I can't oh, remember I know it, the, the brain bread... eater slugs things. Yeah, it's like that. This is just like another slug movie, yeah. but it's like brain slugs, and they take you over. What is the synopsis of this one? Ooh, what a great tagline, though. Crawling, slimy things, terror bent on destroying the world. A huge alien structure resembling an inverted cone appears in the woods outside a small rural town. Sent from Washington to investigate the origin of the mysterious object, a team of investigators discovers that intelligent parasites from inside the cone can attach themselves to humans' nervous systems and control their minds, taking control of the authorities and workers, making communication with the outside world impossible, and leaving the responsibility of stopping the invasion up to seven people who have thus far been able to avoid possession by these creatures from parts unknown. Hmm. Parts unknown, hey. Parts unknown, just like where the Ultimate Warriors from. Interesting. Interesting. And Papa Shango, I think too. The Papa Shango? Yeah. From Parts Unknown. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's this one bit where this like old like man, uh, this old scientist man, straps up immediately, mm. uh, and he's like, so he starts climbing up scaffolding, like huge scaffolding, instead of just up the ladder. That's conveniently right there but he knew what he was doing he was like this is way cooler to go this way and, sh- and show off how spry i still am did you, you know, uh you know about being spry rj i've heard about being spry could i speak okay. to it no no absolutely not no um yeah what's I, what, yeah what's the name of that movie why is it under 50 sci-fi is it 60 sci-fi? Could be. I mean, I have it in my list. I can check. You keep yeah. talking. I'll figure out what it is. I, I just can't believe I can think of it. I'll uh, anyway, so find it. It's it's fiend without a face. Kind of. It's like fiend a fiend without a face. You idiot. Yeah. How could you actually. forget? That was. You know, it's there. But yeah, you know, if, if you want to put something on, you're like, I just want the the vibe, RJ. I want that 50 sci-fi horror yeah. vibe on I mean, background background viewing yeah there's better ones but if you just if you don't actually want to watch then yeah yeah you can hear you know strange turns of phrase from the era like what cheap movies i don't know something probably sexist problematic definitely sexist something something would say uh maybe maybe hey so one thing we both watched uh that's next for me is a short film that I had been hearing about for like six years. Uh, it been? It's been in the ether. It's been on only isolated to like film circuits and stuff like that, short film festivals. Mm-hmm. And I believe this was like one of those shockwaves things that got tucked up way long ago. Mm-hmm. And it's called what happened Great. To them? Well, they're not around anymore, but we are. But we are. Okay. In one what was form it called? Or Great choice mm-hmm. from 2017, yeah, directed by Robin Commissar. I didn't realize because uh, I saw you watch this. I was like, "Oh, short, I'll watch it." And uh, it's got Carrie Coon. 
You know Carrie Coon? Not really. Well, she was in The Leftovers. Okay. She was in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Gone Girl, Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife. I recognized her in, in this way. And then, like, Morgan Spector's been in a bunch of crap. The the, the waiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I recognize him, too, but uh, I was surprised by Carrie Coon. I was like, hey, Carrie Coon. Crazy. 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 Anyways. So anyway, so what this is, is if you've ever seen a adult swim short, mm-hmm. like um, whatever it is, footage of a, or unedited footage of footage. a grizzly bear, that yeah. kind of thing, too many cooks, yeah. this fits into that oeuvre. Oh, um, yes. A woman gets stuck in a Red Lobster commercial in mm-hmm. Robin Commissar's horror comedy that won Best Short at the Overlook Film Festival. That's okay. that's the bitch. So yeah, this had not been available to watch like, at all for the last five and a half years. I've looked and it's never been around. People's like probably a lot of the reviews on Great Choice were like, "Where can I watch this?" Mm-hmm. Or they talk about it and they talk about it in uh, ex- extremely high regard of how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Huh, I don't know. Well, I guess when it comes around, I'll I'll, I'll watch it." And just like a month ago, I thought to look it up, and holy shit, it got uploaded earlier this year. What perfect yep. timing. Of course. So I could finally watch it for myself. Uh, so what is this? Well, it's like a Adult Swim short that I mm-hmm. don't really like the ending of very much. The <laughs> like ending? That. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when I read reviews for it, when people were talking about, well, yeah, it's, it's just like drug addiction. And I was like watching uh, this I and disagree. i was and i was watching this and i was like what the fuck are people even saying this has nothing to do with that and then it gets to the final bit i went oh okay i mean just because it ends in like an addictions group doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean doesn't mean the short is about addiction <laughs> i like i i feel like people are trying too hard to make it more than it is yeah and i feel like without that it would have been better yeah, honestly, I mean, there's, it's just like this weird. I don't know. It, I didn't. I didn't feel it came off as extremely sincere to me. It felt like this, like, hey, this is really earnest. Now, you guys, enough with the laughs. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just like write it out, like write out what you're going for, which is, uh, it's this looping sequence of a Red Lobster ad. The funniest thing about it is just like the narration of it, of like the commercial voice guy like ad, saying yeah. things like Fred Robster. <laughs> which, I don't know. Fred, Fred, Fred Robster. Ro- Fred Robster. Yeah, this is like Tim and Eric stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, but with some heart. And I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that. But it's like another piece of that. Uh, it's not one, of it, but I would not say this is like one of the better of these sorts of shorts that exist. But yep. it's all three stars. It's seven minutes long. I would definitely say people should watch it. It's good. But is it great? It's a, no, RJ, it's a it's good a, choice. It's six minutes. Great choice. 30 good. shrimp. 30? 30. Good choice. Ois. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's worth it for that. But yeah, it's okay. How about you? You watch this thing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I thought it was good. I liked uh, most of it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like get upset at the end, ending, but I do not see this as an addiction thing. I don't think it should be. I mean, maybe that's what they're going for, but I like it better. Not being that thing, I guess. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I like it. When you're watching it and then it happens once or twice, you go, eh. you say, oh, I see what's going on here. And then uh, and then it kind of takes a jump and you go, oh, yeah, good for you, Kerry Coon. You take control. Take control of that situation. Control your narrative kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you find that she controlled her narrative in this? I guess so. And I mean, that was the script. She had to eventually. She had to. Yeah, no, I liked it. It uh, It is, uh, as you said, a good choice. A good choice. Good filler for the month, for that mm-hmm. day where a person just can't get that one creep in. Mm-hmm. So an- another film that's got kind of a bluey poster on Letterboxd right now is was a, is a YouTube film uh, that's floating around. I don't really? know. I don't know what came to my attention. Oh, bluey is in the color. I thought you bluey. meant bluey is in like the cartoon with the dog. No, and okay. I mean, those things don't get a little blue. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Cyclops from 1987, directed by George Ida, Ida, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is the first I'd ever heard of this, and somebody really pumped this thing up, talking about how good it was. It might have been Bleeding Skull, but then I started noticing that a bunch of people I follow have watched it, and like we're three plus stars, threes and fours being tossed around indiscriminately. And I saw this was from was nineteen eighty seven Japanese, and I mean listen to this synopsis: a bizarre medical exam of a nude woman by several doctors and t- scientists reveal that their latest subject has committed suicide before giving birth to one of the mutant creatures they had placed within her body. So, an investigative crew of scientists, along with a large human mutant cyclops creature. Head out to the city streets to obtain a new donor victim in the form of a young girl. Gore and Z-grade mayhem ensue. Um, you know, gotta give props where it's due, RJ. So Elric came, you know, Shockwave's uh, game. Yeah. One, oh, one, interesting. Now, uh, his review was uh, HFS, yes. Um, if Cronenberg made an R-rated X-Men origin story. He's not wrong. <laughs> like it, oh, it, really? It is like a Japanese adaptation from the 80s of like an X-Men origin story. <laughs> like, Interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a character named, like, or there's a Cyclops, and it's a man wearing a big visor, but, and he's very serious, but it's not. It's not X-Men, but it is okay. off. And there is like a Cronenberg-ness a to everything. It's institutional. It's mm-hmm. got kind of this goofy, pervy Japanese humor. That's a, you would just expect, I guess, in these things. But for the mm-hmm. most part, this thing uh, it builds and builds and builds, and then it gets to the ending. And then you go, holy shit, this is awesome. It looks... Uh, it's shot on film. It looks cool. Uh, it, it fits right in there with, like, your Tetsuo the Iron Man's. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the ending uh, will leave you uh, a bit surprised, because you're like, huh? Didn't expect it to go there. Weird vaginal eyes, RJ. What kind? Vaginal. Could you explain what you mean by that? Play. You're like, ew. Cyclops. Why do you got to be like that? Yeah, this movie's pretty neat. What? Uh, I would definitely watch list this. I'm not sure if you want to get to it this year, but it's not too bad. And it's only an hour long. Interesting. I think actually, so this that's is, the selling. Oh, point. so this you don't want to watch this on YouTube because 
the subtitle. It, it looks like trash, but on archive.org, so you'd watch it on a browser, it has proper subtitles. Mm. What about Tubi? Is it on Tubi? It's not, not, not on Tubi. Got to go. I know. I know. I checked out this pseudo found footage film called The Callings Wood Story. So this is from 2002. This popped up on a bleeding skull list of it's like alt Halloween picks, movies that are underseen that people should watch. And on the list, I think I'd seen the majority of them, but this one I'd never heard of. And then I saw it was on Shutter. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, and I was like, "What the what the deuce?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is directed by some guy named by by the name of Michael Costanza. Costanza. Hey. Let me just tell you the, the the tagline: "A revolutionary experiment in the supernatural." So this movie is from 2002 and is told through Zoom in 2002, where people A are 2002 dying. Zoom. Yes. I didn't know Zoom was around that long. It, it, it wasn't. But imagine, if you will, mm. uh, dialing in to somebody on an app on their old Windows 95-ish looking uh, uh, GUI, and you can just talk to one person at a time with a webcam, but it's like not a real webcam. It's like, oh, here's a camcorder at my face at my desktop computer. So there's not, not a lot of opportunity for a person to be like walking around with their computer to do stuff, but there is like one one weird contraption. She's like, I made, I got this together. I'm at college and I have this thing so I can walk around the room. You can follow along. Um, and it's like this girl and her like, I don't know, high school friend, but the guy would like it to be more. Uh, and they're carrying on this conversation. Uh, there's a third party dude that is, that's his best buddy. He's like the buddy character. Mm-hmm. And there's things going on. There's a uh, even a what digital that, there's a digital seance that even winds up happening. So she's moved into a haunted house unknowingly. Um, and it's this is way, feels like way too long at 82 minutes because like nothing happens. It's all build, build, build. Mm. It they uh, he gets her a gift of like talking to a medium via this platform and the medium's like, oh, there's a real evil spirit around you. How evil? Uh, I don't know. Bad. Mm. Oma bad? Uh, No. Not Oma bad. Few things, eh? Yeah, I'm honestly trying to remember how this even ends. But this thing is shot. It's super cheap. Um, I gave it two and a half stars. I think that might... That might be generous. Oh. I didn't hate it. I just was kind of like, oh, it's okay. But, I mean, these two actors, um, Johnny Burton, Stephanie Dees. Um, oh, Dees shit. who? Stephanie Dees. She was in a film called The Buttercream Gang in 1992. The no, Buttercream was... Gang in Secret of Treasure Mountain. No, when someone says D's, you're supposed to say D's nuts. That's I like know. A, it's like a joke. I didn't I didn't want to say that though because it looks like the, the, her last film was in a, something called Chase the Slut. So was it a trauma movie? No. Oh damn. Not quite. Didn't didn't make it to trauma dumb. Because if it was, it would have probably been like empowering. This is the the genre it belongs to is comedy. 
Oh. Comedy. Oh. oh. Comedy. Yikes. And then we talked about all these movies already. Hell House, Care Package. Yes, we did. The Convent. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleepwalker is British horror. People really like this one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same pod of people have really strong feelings toward it. But, man, this is, like, not a Jared or RJ pick. No? No. That is the sleepwalker. The cover's it's, it's, cool. Like the it is, yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's like it's like a it's a British giallo. That's an hour, Ugh. like not not even. It's like fifty minutes long, and it's about class. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes so I don't even want Italian giallo, let alone yeah, other British giallo, <laughs> little Canadian giallo. Ugh. What about Jello? Ah. Uh, oh, I haven't had Jello in years. Mm. I think, to be honest. And then, so last week, so this will bring us up to last Wednesday. The thing I watched after we recorded was mm-hmm. Eaten Alive on... The Toby Hooper film? No, the Umberto Lenzi film about cannibals. Oh, not Toby Hooper? No, there's a few Eaten Alive's. Um, trapped in a jungle of crazy flesh eaters, the terrifying nightmare that became reality... A woman's search for her missing sister leads her to the jungles of New Guinea, where she and an expat guide encounter uh, a cult leader and flesh-hungry natives. So this is doing a Jonestown thing Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Uh, It's a a scumbag Italian cannibal movie. Uh, Probably the worst one yet I've watched. I mean, Cannibal Holocaust is awesome. is an incredible horror film. Top shelf. And then Mm -hmm. everything inspired is dog shit your cannibal feroxes uh, is like shit but it's better i think than eaten alive um yeah i think these things this is like oh yeah yeah, they're 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 fake cutting off that fake tit oh they're killing an alligator on film oh yeah more weird (laughs) rape scenes and weird hairy men standing about talking and discussing things about all that I know this is like, yeah, this is like garbage filmmaking. Uh, yeah. it, it's no cannibal Holocaust. I mean, they, if it's going to do, if you're going to do those things, those bad things in your movie, you better make it worthwhile. Uh, eating alive does not do first. it. Yeah. Make it work. Make it worthwhile. Make it worth my time. Wow. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I, I had zero. Now I will say I had no expectations going into it besides extremely low ones. Sorry. Right. I should say I went in with, like, like non-existent expectations because I knew it was going to be shit, and it was. Right. But I wasn't mad about it. I was just like, yeah, that sucked. But I knew, I knew what I was signing up for. Mm-hmm. That fair? Is that fair? Sure, sure. Yeah, perfect. Sure. Beautiful. RJ, what have you been watching? I'm going to tell watch, you, Jared. Have you managed to watch anything lately? Go on. Well, Jared, I watched a few films, and that's it. Okay. Uh, so I watched the Toolbox Murders. Have you ever seen this thing? The Toolbox Murders. I have. Uh, yeah, I should say they made a remake of this in the early two thousands. I've believe. seen both of uh, Toolboxes. Uh, yeah. The last, the only time, last time I saw Toolbox Murders was eleven years ago. Uh, okay. I I don't know if the remake is like the same story. The poster yeah, of it, it looks like is. very. Seven edgy, yeah. Toby Hooper, by the way. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, I don't know why this. This was just. I have like a big master list of 
whenever like I see someone log a horror movie and they give it something more than three stars, it's like, oh, I'll add that to my big creepover sure. list. And then I think I mentioned to you, like my list this year was I went through that and I just said, what is actually on the streaming platforms that I have? Uh, and this was on there. So I went, okay, this was on Shudder. Uh, so this is kind of like, it's not a Giallo, but it's like a leather glove killer kind of guy. Uh, actually, you see his body. Never mind. Um, it's an apartment complex, and someone's going around killing young single women in the apartment complex. Pretty straightforward. Constantly. But, yes, constantly. And uh, they just have a toolbox where they go around. And as soon as this movie opens, it opens with like a cold open kill, and the guy has a toolbox and stuff like that and puts his tools away. You go, I wonder if it's the super of the building that's doing this. I can't say. I can't say. I don't want to spoil the film, Jared. But that is the first thought you have. Um, <clears throat> so a couple things about this. Uh, there is a scene in this movie that had me so genuinely confused. I was like, I've never seen something like this. I was like, did the actress choose to do this? Was this in the script? Was this, like, directed? Did nobody say anything? Like, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And, like, that's the only thing I really want to talk about for Toolbox Murders, because it's fine. It's whatever. It's not great. Um, but a lady turns on the shower, and she's in her all her clothes, and, like, she takes her shoes off. But then she, like, hears something, and she gets scared, and she's like, oh. So she, like, walks in the shower. All of her clothes get wet. She turns the shower off, and then she walks out of the shower, and then she looks at her wet clothes and goes, oh. Well and then she changes into dry clothes. Did you mention that? So she walk, she goes to the shower and she puts on a shower cap and then she yeah. looks back at the shower and she thinks she sees something in the shower. Like there's like a dark she, she, form. Yeah. In it. And then she pulls back the shower curtain <clears throat> and she sees her clothes that apparently she forgot were in there. Yes. But then she proceeds to step into the shower without turning to, it off. To, well, cause she, she turned it on. From without going from outside like you do like a normal, like a normal person. normal person and that's always yes. done but then she goes in to the shower with her fully clothed still yes to turn it off yes and then she leaves and leaves the clothes that she thought was a person yes and she like partially changes so we get some boobs uh yes, yes, you do. She yeah. changes into dry clothes because her 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 clothes have been ruined, basically. Well, they've been made wet. Or they've been wet. Yeah, they're like she can't hang out in those anymore. And, but she but was so, going to shower and she doesn't so, now. So all this is like, I think, to discombobulate the uh viewer. Because you're like expecting because you're expecting something to happen, like, oh, he's in the uh -huh. shower. Because you've already seen him kill somebody at this point. And that's the one thing we'll get to, I guess. Because at the first 25 minutes of this movie, it's just literally this guy killing women. Like, mm -hmm. back to back in, like, oh, slasher. Yes. But it's all slasher stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's like, yeah, this big dude wearing, like, a, you know, boiler suit kind of thing and a balaclava. And he's got his tools and his gimmicks that he's going to kill women with. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so she gets out. And then, like, eventually you're like, oh, nothing. she's going to be fine. And then she, like, steps outside of the... Um, kind of a hotel it's like a motel apartment mm -hmm. uh she steps out to like get something and then he just appears out of nowhere and kills her because yeah. he's like he's crazy he'd be anywhere mm -hmm. you you don't know where it's mm -hmm. going to be audience and then he just keeps killing people for like 30 minutes and then rj it transitions mm -hmm. 
It does. It transitions into a uh, hostage situation. Yeah, starring Cameron Mitchell. I'm surprised uh, you have such a, a fond memory of this. Uh, well, Would you say you I, watched I, this 11 years ago? I, I I decided to hop on to Tubi. Ah. Oh. And, uh, and I wanted to, I, I kind of rewatched because I was like, "What did the you shower talk? scene?" I wanted I found it really fast, and then yeah. I watched well, it's it. Well, in the first 10 minutes or something. And, and then I wanted to skim around with it because uh, yeah. when, when I watched this movie, like whatever it was, uh, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think because mm-hmm. it's so scummy. This movie, oh, like, it's feels, scummy. This is like a one and done movie too. Like the guy made yeah. like one short film, and he made this movie, and that's it. And yeah. this movie is just like I don't. It is. It, it it really captures like the nastiness of like '70s cinema. Oh yeah, it's just like unrepentantly ugly. And mm-hmm. Cameron Mitchell, who is in like 160 movies, and the movies he started being in near the end were just getting weirder and trashier. And this is just like typifies it. So I was always like, oh yeah, it's the movie where Cameron Mitchell just like monologues and goes on yeah. and on weirdly to this woman that he's like got tied to a bed. And he's mm-hmm. not doing anything to her. He just wants to keep her pure. Yes. Well, and yeah, like that's the thing. This is definitely greasy. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, this is based on a true story. And then you go, oh shit. <laughs> and you go, uh, sure. <laughs> or, so yeah. Or- yeah, it's like an apartment complex and a dude's going around just like killing women nonstop. Nonstop yeah. he does, like with the hammer, the nail gun, whatever he's got in his toolbox. And then he kidnaps a young girl and then handcuffs her to a bed and he's just like, hey, you remind me of my daughter who died. And uh, and this guy's you... supposed to have nothing to do with the dude we saw earlier. No. This is yeah. like, I, but even though like there's no other way that the audience would imagine anything else. Yeah, like, the you're only... like you're, you're like oh this must be a red herring. Yeah. The only thing, <laughs> and I had to make a note of this on Shutter, which is kind of a rare misstep for them. When the killer is first shown, it subtitles his name, and it's like heavy breathing, and then it has the name of of the guy who will later be outed as the killer, and you go, oh. and it shows it, and you're like, why is there a name there? And then like yeah. 20 minutes later, they show the guy, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what those murders are about, and then it shows his name again, and you're just like, hey, wait, that's the same name, hey. and then it ends up being him, and you're just like, hey, wait a minute, hey, wait a sec. Uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, this is super scuzzy, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can see I can see you liking it. I, I didn't give it a huge rating or anything like that. Um, th- it does have some cool kills in that, but th- it does get very um, it's so greasy. Like so, guy kills the or kidnaps the girlfriend, and then uh, there's like a guy, there's like a young kid and his friend that are also investigating the murders. Yeah. And then the one kid goes home, and it's his dad is the guy who kidnapped that lady, and then he finds the young girl, and he goes, "Oh, hey," so like. Do you come here he often? Kills, well, he kills his dad. Yeah. And then he goes to the girl and she's like, oh, you're saving me. And he goes, well, I had something else in mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, so there's some bad stuff there. And then uh, she she's eventually kind of like on the move. And she's kind of walking in a parking lot covered in blood, barefoot. And then and that's where it's freeze frame. And it's like the <laughs> events in this story are true. And uh, it's like. It's like she lived 20 or like she continues to live the rest of her life two blocks away from where all this happened. And you go, what? <laughs> you go, is that really how this happened? But yeah, I, I mean, I can see. I So this was on Shudder for me. And I was like, I wonder what this is all about. And like, I've heard people talk about it. I see why people like it. It wasn't really my thing. Yeah. But uh, 
Um, it's not a bad movie. I was just mostly like, I was so confused at that scene with the shower. I was like, this is so bizarre. Like, do you think she just did that? And they're and the director's like, keep rolling, keep going. Like, what do you? How well, do you feel? Maybe, that scene? maybe. Well, maybe it's like, yeah, she like hopped in, and the director went, "What the fuck?" She just like, "Well, we got we don't, too much film to reshoot it." So yeah, we just skip, keep going. It's like, keep going, keep going. She went, "Sorry, I forgot." It's like, okay, whatever. Just we'll keep going. Yeah. Who knows? I, uh, I don't know. Toolbox but murders. More like fool box. Murders. Do you want a yeah? Do you want a movie with a greasy dude wearing a balaclava who's like licking his lips? Oh, you know what the best part about that is, dude? The balaclava is never on, like, right. It's yeah. always, like, to the side a little bit. So it's, like, one eye is open and, like, half his mouth is covered. But it's not, like, that's not, like, a stylistic choice. That's just, like, this, it, the implication is the guy is, like, so frantic. He's, like, and he's he pulling just, it like, on. Puts, pulls it on his face. A little bit more realistic, honestly. Yeah. He does, in one scene, he's got a nail gun. And he walks in on a girl who is um self-masturbating. Yeah, then he uh, said it, uh, and he just watches her for a while, and then you go, "Oh yeah, this is some seventies film." <laughs> and then she starts running away, and he's like taking the time to like reload his nail gun. Yeah, she's like, "Wait, I'll do anything," and he goes, he kind of shrugs, and he go, and then he kind of just points his nail gun back down. He's punishing the women, Jared. That's right, as uh, John Joe DiMaggio would say, maybe from Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. punishing. That's hey, right. you want to hear about the Langoliers? <laughs> Why this is the movie I was mentioning off the top that uh, I remember seeing the TV commercials for this mini series. You uh, went holy shit! Well, I went. Oh man, it's gonna be too scary for me. It Wait, probably what, still is. It might be uh, Stephen so... King's name because when you hear Stephen King, shit, shit on a plane. Oh my god! So I guess I, I mean, there's no real background to this. I, uh, I. Uh... I audiobooked the Langoliers in the stop in the summer. So I was just like, Hey, the Langoliers, I'll, I'll check that out. And then I turned this thing on and then I was watching, I was like, wait a minute, how long is this? And then I saw that it was three <laughs> hours long, Jared. And I went, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Two, two parts. It's a two part, which I mean, I, that that's, that's on me to be honest. Like it's like, I knew it was a TV movie, but something about me, I was just like, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, that's probably like more than 90 minutes. So I threw it on, and then uh, I was just like, oh, my God, this movie's going for fucking ever. And I looked in it, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so anyways, I audiobooked this in the summer. And uh, do you know what The Langoliers is about? No, not really. Okay, plane takes off. No. There's uh, a bunch of people on the plane, but there's a pilot who is deadheading because uh, so he's just sitting on the plane because he just got word that his wife in Boston just died or something. So he's like, all right, I'll just hop on this plane and go. Uh, and then uh, every, like a bunch of people fall asleep and they wake up and uh, one of them's like a little blind girl and she's like, where is he? And then like there's only like seven other people on the plane and they all kind of wake up and they're like, oh, yeah, where is everybody? Uh, and the one pilot guy's like, it's OK, I'm a pilot. Let me get in there. And uh, the pilots are gone. All of the other people are gone. Uh, but they're like jewelry and pacemakers that have like are all on the seats and stuff like that. And uh, so a uh, pilot lands the plane and you're getting you get introduced to all the characters. There's like old dad character who's nice. There's like young lady teacher who's nice. There's blind girl. Uh, there is um, 
British secret agent who is trying to convince people he's not a secret agent, but knows way too much about everything. And you're just like, are you a secret agent or something? Uh, And he is. Um, And then there's a sniveling conniving guy who's really like uh, unsound mentally. And you're just like, okay, he's like, I got a, he's like, I got a a meeting in Boston. I got to get to Boston. And you're just like, all right, all right. (laughs) Um, so they landed in an airport and, uh, as soon as they land, they're like, they're like, ah, oh, it's weird. There's no smell here. And they're like, yeah, there's no sound here either. And they, they go to the cafeteria and they're like, oh, this food doesn't have any taste. That's weird. And the whole time the blind girl's like, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> they're like, I hear something. Or she's like, I hear something bad. And they're like, you're just being blind. Don't worry about it. They're like, nothing's ha-. like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you're just like- being blind. Yeah, they're like, well, they're like, well, she's lost one of her senses. Her other senses are heightened. She's probably just hearing something that's not dangerous. They're like, you're just being blind. But then crazy guy is going real crazy because they land in Bangor, uh, obviously, (laughs) instead of uh, Boston. Because pilot's like, well, Boston's too high traffic. We gotta go. We gotta go to Bangor, uh, just just cause. Um, And then like crazy business guy is going real crazy, and he's running around the airport unattended. Uh, And then like. The crazy guy is just like, it's the Langoliers. And they're like, what? And then he has a flashback as a little kid. And his dad's like, lazy boys are bad. And the Langoliers come for you, lazy boys. And they eat you up. And this kid's like, ah. So this guy's guy's like, it's the Langoliers. And the little girl's like, I hear something. And everyone's like, relax. Nothing weird is going on. Even though, like... They were on a plane where 95% of the people just disappeared. And then they yeah. landed in an airport, which is also missing all Noth- people. Nothing is going on. Yeah. So they're just all gone. And then you're just like, okay. And then uh, the Langoliers do come. Uh, well, actually, what happens first is Crazy Guy kills a couple of the people and they tie him up. But then Crazy Guy gets loose. And then uh, um, so he's got visions of the Langoliers. And I actually kind of liked it. Uh, the Lango vision, where it was like people with like... Um, like opaque like skin like stuff stretched over their faces and they're like screaming through it it was like rubber stretched on their faces they're like Aah! and i was like oh that's cool i like that um so i, I kind of like that and then the langoliers come uh but before i mention that i just remembered uh some of the characters in this so i just watched green mile before creeped over david morse is in this uh he's yeah. in green mile too he's the pilot and then uh ziggy is in this dean stockwell jared oh and uh, he plays a horror science fiction writer and oh. author. And he goes, I have an idea of what's happening here. Is Let his me name, explain. Is his name uh, Bill Queen? Bob Jenkins. Oh, boy. Yeah, Bob Jenkins, Jared. So anyway, Ziggy is in this. And uh, so... So the blind girl's got like she's got like superpowers because she's blind and that's how a lot of Stephen King stuff goes. Uh and then the crazy guy is there, but then then the Langoliers come. And uh so they're kind of like an extra dimensional entity, but this is like this is the worst CGI I've seen in a very very long time. Like uh I described it as like like 90s Microsoft like screensavers. Like I don't I think that's like too generous even. The Langoliers are like skin balls that have teeth on them. And the skin sound balls. effect. They're like, yeah, like, I don't know how else to describe it. You can Google Langoliers TV. They're skin balls. 
and they have little teeth, and then when they come up, they're like. I think I've looked at these things before, maybe. They look like a ball. Yeah. They're like a ball. And they got teeth, and they go. So they just jump around. Oh, shit. They're like, oh, my God. Is it? Oh, my God. If you can see them in motion, you have to see what it looks like because they, like, go. And they eat reality. But it's like a screensaver, like one of the pipe screensavers. It's like a, a, yeah, it's like a clam shell. Like, it's like a a rocky clam. And it's got some, like, jakey teeth. And then it's, like, it kind of has, like, gums that go into complete darkness. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine them going, but like, so they eat the reality. So they're like eating stuff and they go, but it looks like, like the pipe screensaver where it just like takes up space. That's how they like eat through stuff. And you're just like, Oh man, one row at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that don't look good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, they find the legal ears and then they're just like, they're like, what happened? And then they go, actually, I just remembered. We flew through Aurora Borealis. Maybe if we fly back through Aurora Borealis, we'll be okay. Yeah, maybe I have seen this. I mean, you probably have. Stephen yeah. King is in it for a second. He's in like a fever dream, and he's got a real grubby little mustache. Um, what I what I, what I will say is like in book form, like many of Stephen King things. It's not as goofy as it seems. Like uh, it does play out a lot better in book form. Okay. Uh, but uh, in TV movie, you're kind of like, woof. Not so great. Uh, yeah, and then at the end, like they they kind of like come snap back into their time, and uh, this movie ends with them running, and they go yeah, and they all like throw their hands in the air, and then it just kind of freeze frames, and then it's and then it's done. That's that sounds not good, not good. Well, that's uh, that's the Langoliers, pal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, are you gonna check it out? No, I, think, hours oh, I, I got I got my Stephen King out of the way this year. You so. did, which I I I didn't realize this was gonna get dropped. I would have watched that instead of what I watched, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I do? I had no idea. Then I happened to just uh, crack open Disney Plus, and I went, oh ho ho. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you can talk about it now if you want. Well, I mean, you can continue. All right. Um. So, anyways, Langoliers, real Jarrett pick. Someone said real Jarrett picks. That's what uh, I like it. I watched the Vampire Doll from 1970, a Japanese J horror. Jarrett, you know about J horror? Yes, I do. This was a Arrow DVD, I think, or Blu-ray mm-hmm. at some point. One of my only notes for this was "Spooky Lady is spooky." Uh. Yeah. So there's like there's like a plot about like a mansion and like a a guy and he goes missing and the sister or like fiance goes looking for him and they they come yeah. they, they come on like a family like a mother and a daughter and it's like is the daughter like normal or is she not normal? It doesn't really matter. Uh this movie's just got spooky stuff. Uh right. I put there's a 14 minute dream fake out which I was a little bit upset about like 14 minutes play and then someone wakes up and like that's the start of this movie and I was like 14 minutes I was like what the hell <laughs> and you point to you point to your wrist on your with your watch that you definitely have and you go time is money time is money um but vampire doll is actually not bad and here's why 
Spooky, spooky lady is spooky. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. I, I see a, this as an influence for a lot of like 80s, 90s J-horror. Um, like a lot of like the ring kind of stuff uh, is what how this lady operates. She's kind of like always like like there with her hair real long and, and scary. Um, so she's real spooky. She's in the corner. It, it reminded me of a lot of um, Japanese horror stuff that like that comes way later than the 70s. Uh, and then it actually had like a couple like, all right, like gore things. Like there were a few gore things in here that I was just like, hey, I wasn't expecting like a huge blood shot out of it. Like someone gets stabbed and I was like, OK, but then there's like a huge blood squirt come out of his neck. And I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't expect that. So like, you know, some cool stuff. A pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's all I really got to say about vampire doll. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's got um, it's got some cool stuff in it, but like if you're not in the mood for '70s Japanese horror, then you're probably not gonna like it. Yeah, and they don't really leave much of an impression. I find yeah. sometimes. What about German horror, Jarrett? How do you feel about German G- horror? German horror. Well, <laughs> these, this, this, these Germans. Well, I mean, is this a horror film? Yes. Is this or, or is this ele- is this elevated horror? Don't. Don't do that. You're better than that. This isn't daylight horror, okay? <laughs> get out of here daylight. with that. This is the complex <laughs> tracking shot horror. Yes, it is. So I watched yeah. Angst. Angst, yeah. Uh, yeah People I've seen think this. it's angst. Angst? Angst means uh, fear, Jared. Have you ever, like, wanted a movie from, like, the I, murderer's I, perspective? I, I watched this 11 years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. This movie's yeah, 40 yeah. years old this year. Oh, yeah. 40 yeah. years old, Jared, this it's, movie. It's a, it's a good vintage. Yeah. The angst is a German movie from the from the murderer's perspective. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. It is. He's the narrator of this. So uh, uh, man gets this, out of this prison. This is also a uh, one-and-done film. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Ger- Gerald Cargill. This seems like a Michael Haneke thing, but if this was a Michael Haneke movie, they would have definitely killed the dog, which they well, don't, which I'm this appreciative is of. A, well, this, I think, is a big, big influence on Gaspar Noe. Yeah, I can see that. No. Yeah, it, it mostly reminded me of uh, Haneke, but like I said, Haneke would kill the dog, and then somebody would like throw the dead body at a window or something and be like, oh, Mike, and then someone would get raped afterwards. It's what I know about Haneke yeah. films. Um, so a guy gets he's he's getting released from prison and he's the narrator and he's just like, yeah, I'm getting out. Uh, and he's like, but I've got it all planned out. And he's like, uh, they think I'm recovered or whatever. And he's like, but all I've ever thought about is what I'm going to do once I get out and how I'm going to do it. And he's like, I got the perfect plan. So the whole movie is about him trying to find the his perfect opportunity. Yeah. opportunity to kill somebody does he take a bus too <laughs> or at one point it? he does take a yeah. bus okay and then he jumps in a cab and he he tries to kill the cab driver and then she's like what are you doing and then he runs into the woods so that's actually how it starts he's he's like yep. in a cab and uh well he stops at like a cafe he eats a sausage he's real creepy he and he just gets like a sausage with mustard and he's like <sighs> uh and then he hops in a cab and he's like this is a good opportunity maybe kill this lady and he like tries to do it, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Ah!" And so he runs away. And then his narration is like, "However, I didn't know this would give me the perfect opportunity." Uh, and so he he finds like a house in the woods, 
and he breaks in and there's like an invalid man uh mm -hmm. in there who's like daddy and he's like oh i'm gonna kill you later uh but then like a young lady and an old lady come home uh with a dog so the house he came into it's like an old lady and her two kids the one son is like uh he's in a wheelchair and he like can't really talk very well and then the the girl is like normal but uh he's like in the house and he's just like all right i got the perfect plan uh and then he uh, enacts that plan and uh about 60 minutes of this is him kind of running around trying to kill everybody yeah he like immediately makes himself be known he like ties up the young girl right away he's like he well the first thing he does is he pushes the dude out of the wheelchair <laughs> he's like you're not going anywhere pal so he pushes him out of the wheelchair and then he ties up the young girl and he's like the old lady i can handle but uh his narration is like i struggled quite a bit with this old woman <laughs> and he's like she was much stronger than i thought she would be so well, a couple things so nobody in this movie has a name uh like no. literally the main character is just named or is credited as psychopath curiously yeah. the the actor who plays a uh, psychopath is uh erwin letter who's from like schindler's list das boot yeah. underworld oh you know? shit uh but he's actually he doesn't do his own narration it's another uh actor uh robert hungerbuehler this is his oh, most well-known film uh he, he actually is the narrator yeah he never talks on screen no uh he he just it just has like the internal monologue kind of thing so what this movie is is like it's the night of of him just trying to kill these people a, and it's uh, a day in the life yeah and i mean i don't think it's a spoiler but like he kills them all pretty yeah. quickly and then it's and then it like the whole movie is kind of like what do you do now so it's him like should i stay do i leave do i try to like take the bodies um this movie is very visceral jared mm -hmm. it's very intense and, and you are locked in with this guy because as i oh, noticed yes. like the camera like the, the actual like this movie looks amazing if yeah, i remember does. correctly yeah. uh it's beautifully shot uh and like the technical stuff like the continuous movement of the cameras you know the the amount of work and the rehearsals that went into making this it's like holy crap this they were this isn't uh this ain't no toolbox murders with people going into the shower for no reason yeah. Uh, this, this movie, uh, it, it has an ideology, RJ. Oh, I, uh, I'm aware. <laughs> I am well aware of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's well made and it is, uh, it's very polling. Like, uh, you're watching it and you're, you're just like, what is going to happen next? You're like, I don't really like this dude, <laughs> but he's compelling. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this could be the best movie you watch this month. Uh, I mean, this <laughs> it's a high quality movie. Like, there's another, yeah. there's yeah, like there's some movies that I like quite a bit that I have watched this month, but it's like I don't know if they're um, good movies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll talk about the monsters later. Mm -hmm. Just five star affair all all around. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's a very good movie. Um, you know why I actually do like this movie though, because it is dog friendly. There's a really super cute wiener dog. And the entire time you're like, is something going to happen? Mm -hmm. And he never, ever hurts the dog ever. The dog approaches him early on and you're like, oh, no, is he going to get the dog? And he just goes, shoo, shoo. and then the dog walks away and you go, you go woof. you're like incredible. And then later when he's 
when he's transporting the bodies, he lets the dog come with him. He's like, yeah, you sit in the front seat, pal. And he like gives him a sausage and stuff. He's like, you're my buddy now. <laughs> so uh, he's an atypical serial killer because he's just like, yeah. I'm going to let the animals live, whatever. He's like, I'm just going to kill the people. But uh, yeah, Angst is a uh, intense film, Jared. Mm-hmm. Very intense. Very intense. Yes. Yep. Very intense. Uh, should I hit you with more? Should I stop? Hit me with another right. one. All right, Canadian film. Oh, indigenous. Oh, oh. Inuit. I watched. I watched one of those too, but not the Inuit part. Yeah, you know, I say Inuit, and someone was like, "That's not how you say it." And I was like, "Well, that's how someone told me to say it once." Like I was told once, it was like, "Oh, it's actually Inuit," like from a person who identifies as, or like that is Inuit. And I was like, "Okay, I don't know if it matters, but I say Inuit." Okay. Anyways, this movie's called Slashback. You ever heard about Slashback, Jared? Never. It's on Crave. Uh, this is a Skinwalker movie. You know about Skinwalkers? I, I do. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, a Canadian movie. It opens up with the CBC, like, dung, 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 uh, because it's like a news report. So I feel like this is was maybe partially um, produced by CBC or uh, something like that. Uh, but uh, it's a cool movie. Um I don't know if you would like it for one reason. Child actors. Oh, oh. And they're not particularly good. Oh, I'm not, no. I, I'm not going to hold it against it. Cause, so at this movie, it takes place in, like, uh, in none of it. And uh, I feel like what they did was they went to a town in none of it. And they're like, we're going to film here. You guys are all going to be actors in this movie. And they went, okay. Uh, and they really try their best. So not not that all the acting is bad, but like the kid actors, like I think one of them is maybe like an, an actual actor. And then the other ones, I, it's like, I feel like they were probably just kids who lived in this town. Okay. So um, I, I don't think you'd like it for that reason. But uh, so it's like a, it's a small town and uh, it's kids on bikes and kids on boats also. So they boat across the thing and they see like a weird polar bear doing weird stuff and they like shoot it. And then they see like were or like they see it like moving as it's dead. They're like, let's get out of here. And then what uh, the viewer sees is like worms coming out of it. Uh, I, I actually I think I I forgot to take this, Jarrett. This is an alien flick. I was going to say this, this has got alien all over it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have to update that. This is an alien flick. So what you find is that aliens land in none of it. And they are starting to take over the animals. And uh, basically what they do is they become skinwalkers. So like they take over the animals as skinwalkers. And then um, and then eventually they take over the people. And I shared a screenshot of uh, I actually think the one skinwalker dude looks really good. It kind of looks like a human face on top of another where it's like kind of baggy and saggy in in places it shouldn't be. And, like, the eye holes are, like, you can't see the eyes. Like, I actually think it looks kind of cool. But, um, so it's just these, it's these kids versus the skinwalkers. And, like, all the parents are at, like, a dance or something. So, like, they can't, yeah. uh, they, they don't know what's going on. But the kids get, uh, uh, like, I don't know, Inuit, like, weapons. Like, the, um, you know, like, the kind of rounded blade thing, whatever that thing is called. I can't remember what that's called. But they're, they're using, like, those things and, uh. Like for cutting like pizza cutter, <laughs> yeah, like, kind of. But like it's it's like a rounded blade. It's got like a stem, and then it's got like a handle, and that's like for them to cut like uh cut like meat and and stuff. Okay. 
I don't know. It's it's an Inuit thing. I don't know what it's. I can't yeah. remember. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do know what I mean. I see. Okay, I see. Yeah. It has a name. I just don't know what it is. Um, but they use that and like harpoons and stuff like that. I don't know. I thought it like I'm always on board for a Skinwalker pick, and uh, I think it's 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 good movie. Like it's decent. It's got lots of Canadian stuff in it, which I like. But um, I do think the child actors will be uh, kind of a hard sell for some people. Okay. I think you would get like 20 minutes into this and you'd be like, I don't want to watch these kids. <laughs> you can't. Not that they're like really, really bad, but like they're not great. So okay. I, I liked it. It's Canadian, which I always like. Uh, but uh, um, oh, yeah, there's throat singing in this, Jarrett. Oh, which apparently is like a uh, uh, an Inuit thing, like throat singing. And it's like mixed with like uh, techno or something. And it really reminded me of uh, your favorite band, Enigma. You remember oh. Enigma, Jarrett? I, I've never managed to forget. Ah, good, good. So uh, I did watch some other films, but potentially maybe you would like to talk about sure. a film or two. Okay. So um, from the in the wind sweet window of time, trying to find shorter films, mm-hmm. this one uh, popped up. A lot of uh, positivity toward it, like almost universally on my uh, little feed got a 3.4 maybe because a lot of people haven't seen it it's got only 635 views on letterboxd uh it's a mm-hmm. film called disembodied from 1998 yeah uh this is from a fellow named william kirsten and this is uh looks like his only feature film uh well there's this one called f alrithia altheria from 2018 mm. uh the poster looks like shit and only two people have logged it but uh Okay. Well, it looks like some stop motion animation stuff, though. Some shorts. Recently, too, actually. Maybe these were some COVID hobbies. Mm. But uh, this 1998 film, this is uh, low budget, but working and making the best of what you can with what you've got. Try to make something look like, you know, a million dollars when you might have only had like $10,000. So the tagline deviant, psychotic demented the story of connie Mm. sprouts a likable young woman with the sad problem of a spore generating deformity on her face which causes difficulties in her day-to-day life such as dissolving into a gelatinous mass anyone who is to be devoured by the neural parasite that inhabits her skull which is empty due due to the fact that she stores her brain in a jar beside her bed body melts uh no body melts Really, uh, I feel, but okay. yeah. So this little humdinger, uh, yeah. What a what an odd little movie. Very, it feels like a '90s art house movie, not art house, but like indie movie. This woman, uh, it opens up with like it's like a cold open in the desert. Uh, this man being attacked. It looks like pretty good, and then it cuts to this woman checking into a hotel with this scummy front desk guy with this huge description of there's only one place to check into it's in the basement by the boiler Mm -hmm. Uh, she's like fine i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it she moves in her next door neighbor is a sex worker um who seems to really enjoy her job have a lot of fun with it Mm -hmm. and uh this woman you start getting the thing is like she's some kind of scientist she seems to be on the run or something and there's individuals uh looking for her wherever she's at 
<clears throat> and every once in a while there's this like she covers she hangs her hair one way and then she pushes it aside it's like again like something like out of uh not the brood uh oh the brood not the brood the second cronenberg movie after uh shivers no not the brood it's like the one with the parasite sex or parasite one in the armpit with marilyn james is that not shivers no there's the one after that rabid oh the brood yeah the rabid brood so okay so she's doing this and it involves parasites uh after you get uh injected with a uh with her spray from her face there's like these cutscenes to aliens rj so this mm-hmm. might actually be an alien film oh well i'm gonna log that right now we got I mean, disembodied yeah we're gonna add it, this bad boy yeah Unless i would it's... call i would call it that okay it's on there if someone yells at me it's your fault okay i mean it sure feels like it there's some these entities I don't think they're from, they're they're coming from volcanoes. Maybe it's just a another form of life form uh, amongst Extra us. Dimensionless. But it feels pretty cosmic. Mm. Feels pretty cosmic to me. Uh, but yeah, this is about uh, one reviewer here mentions potato farming in outer space. Ooh, yeah. I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Big fan of that. But yeah, I mean, the movie involves you know creepy front desk guy at the hotel the yeah her trying to befriend someone mentions about brains in jars yeah um in the, the possession of the bar of the brain uh one other person in the reviews also mentions uh guy madden and i could see that there's like a bit of like a weird um stagecraft element to everything where it never really feels mm. real because it's like low budget but again uh making the best of what you've got and so i mean in terms of like movies i've never heard of before and I th- this is just on Tubi, <laughs> like just just sitting there, uh, maybe worth a watch, uh, mm-hmm. half of have you know some half interest, mm-hmm. maybe worth checking out. Uh, on YouTube though, we've got a, a a video film. This is a shot on video film from 2004 called "The Boy from Hell," and this is based Ooh. on a, a Hideshi Hino comic. Uh, and it's live action and is really trying to be a Hideshi Hino comic with like weird, creepy makeup, like something out of a Hideshi Hino comic book would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie opens up with, uh, it's very green screened, but uh, Ari Aster, eat your heart out. I know where you got that mm-hmm. head uh, getting <laughs> uh, you know, blown pulled, off by the decapitated head. off by, well, by an oncoming car in this case. But, uh, yeah, the head goes bouncing. And then you get a little scene where the body chases after its own head and then keels over. The boy, the young boy. Man. And then it's a mother who's a surgeon, and she's aggrieved. And a uh, kind of weird old Japanese shaman lady says, there is a way you could do it, but you got to use this weird old claw and uh, make a sacrifice of, a, of another child to bring your child back, pet cemetery style. And uh, so she's so she's at the hospital. She's like, "Oh, there's this like young boy who's only got ten days left to live. So what's ten days?" So she brings this. She, her and her like servant bring this kid out to the cemetery, uh, slit his little throat, and then her son comes back, but he's like a little zombie monster. Like, aren't they all? Yep. And so uh, this is fifty minutes long. Like a mm. basically like an hour, like an hour long episode of a TV show or something like that. I think is how it would have aired. 
back in Japan uh, when J Horror was all the craze. Uh, so this is like fine. It's got it's like it's super low budgety, but it's got some goopy, gross bits. And what re- really uh, like this is a corpse pick for sure. Uh, I don't think corpse has got around to it yet, but man, oh man, this has got some sweet CGI hell going on. I'm a I'm always a fan, be it Spawn or Boy from Hell. Uh, it's like something of a Jigoku, if you remember. Uh, I do. Some cra- crazy hells. Yeah, this has got some crazy hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with a giant baby monster stomping on people in hell. Yeah. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Giant baby monster, you say? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So one, Very one, uh, uh, one thing I have to admit is uh, with Primutos, the fallen angel, I've only seen the first hour of this. And I haven't gone back to watch the second hour yet, which I'm planning on doing. But it's oh, logged. Like tonight? Well, I don't know. Maybe. I should. Oh, uh, no. This is Olaf Ittenbach, uh, mm. whose only other film that I've seen is The Burning Moon, I watched mm. uh, back in 2016. Uh, his He does real lo-fi gore like nobody else. Mm-hmm. The thing that was kind of stinking up the place on this, though, is it's got some animated stuff. That looks like pretty cruddy and like very forgettable, but then it gets to the 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 weird like period piece gore stuff, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I like this. I like this people being burned alive and being butchered and hacked to death in like weird like crusades era time, like with no budget. It's like, whoa, this is neat. Uh, and zombie effects and people just coming back and bloodbaths and with no money, but it looks awesome uh so mm. i do need and but then it, what the problem with it though so this is from 97 uh it transitions into this brain dead kind of mode and i don't know if you remember uh peter jackson's brain dead because there's another movie there's another movie i'll be talking about that's also trying to be like a brain dead where you have a goofball kind of main mm. character and you're and they're like doing this kind of tired comedy that's like oh this guy's such a loser and I think maybe back in the 90s, this was hilarious, but it's kind of just like, this just isn't funny. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of getting through that bit. And I think the idea there is that the guy is actually the reincarnation of um, Permutos, who's another fallen angel. And every like few you know centuries, he comes back and brings about the end of the world, and there's big f- conflict. So I think I'm waiting. I'm saving up watching through this movie to get through to the final like, 10, 15 minutes, which might be amazing. <laughs> But there's some mm. there's some stuff in the middle where I'm like, eh, okay, a lot of denim, a lot of denim and I mean, scruffy mullet hair. So it's classic Pramutos, though. Pramutos. It's classic Pramutos. It truly is. Truly. Yeah. But I mean, that's okay. But yeah, I'm looking forward. The gore though is exceptional. Just exceptional. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and RJ. Uh, it's mm-hmm. my understanding that you have read the novel for which the, of the next movie I, 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 could, I could I could mention, unless you were planning on watching. I I am, but I have read the book on that, so okay. like, I don't feel like there's variation from the book, is what it seems. I, like, like with the ending and so, like I, I changed, I've seen a, a, some people say I've heard they changed the ending a bit. They they, okay. they made it happier or something. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So okay. uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about this next time. Uh, I because 
because you you're gonna yeah. watch it um you know big dave's in this movie everyone yes, loves is. big everyone loves big dave who doesn't uh yeah m night Shalomon though Ooh. i i am gonna watch that and I, and i am gonna watch mithrigan so uh you can talk about that if you want but uh well i, I will be watching the other one and i i did read the book yeah all I know of Megan, uh, all I know of Megan, and, and and if we're not talking about knocking with Kim's gonna be very sad because she watched both of these. I probably won't. Be you mean Mithrigan? Mithrigan, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Andy's in for Mithrigan. I explained it, and I was like, Jared said we'd like it because it's dumb, and she's like, what? And I was like, he said it was dumb fun, and she's like, it, he, he thinks we're dumb, and I was like, well, no, he said it was. And the went, movie's dumb. Yeah, and went, you can't, but you can't. Yeah. It is fun, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's a well, it's a dumb, it's a dumb movie. It's very yeah, dumb. Yeah, as but you it, know, it, but it totally feels like a 1980s like sci-fi horror movie, yeah, like Child's Play. But I'm it's there's horror. some shit in it. There, there's some stuff in this movie that fucking is dumb and mm-hmm. not funny. But then there's some cool stuff, and that's the stuff that you're there for. Yeah, I believe it. I yeah. believe it. Yeah, no, I said that, and then, as you know, me and Andy have been watching a lot of Home Improvement, and uh, we were watching one the other day where, you know, Tim, he tries his best, and he sometimes just says stuff, and they go, and then everyone goes, oh, and then you see, as a viewer, you go, oh, he didn't mean it like that, and so, like, uh, that's, uh, Andy's like, do you relate to Tim Allen? I was like, yeah, I do. Not his conservative viewpoints, but uh, in uh, his trying to be uh, the best uh, best man he can be, you know, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, Jer? So yeah, the other thing of Mithrigan is Mithrigan? Uh, so Allison Williams is in this movie. Yes, she is. And uh, I don't, I don't think she's that good an actress. Well, actually, when I showed Andy the the trailer, she's like, um, Andy watched all of Girls. Yes, yeah, and that's, uh, she. Well, when I was looking, like, I didn't recognize Allison Williams, but I was like, I know I've seen her in something. Who is that? Get and out. I was like, Wow, I watched Get Out once when it came out in God damn 2017. And Just she's since like, we're oh. talking about Jordan Peele. Yes, right. She's also in The Perfection. Remember Is The Perfection? Perfect? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. That's all she's really done. She had Girls, Get Out, Mithrigan, and The Perfection, and some other yeah. stuff you haven't seen before. Yeah. I really hope Mithrigan catches on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's James Wan. It's James Strong. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, but on a scale of Mithrigan to... Um, what was that dumb? Was what's the pig lipstick movie from last year? Um, the the basket case movie that James Wan did. <laughs> oh, m- uh, malignant or whatever. Yes, yes. On a scale, malignant to. Oh, this is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is better. That movie was. I think people were trying real hard to convince themselves that movie was incredible, but they didn't uh, lean in. They didn't lean they, into they, it enough. There's no tricks because that movie's trying to be tricky, right? Yeah. This is this movie's yeah. not trying to be smart. Good, like, it's not be like better. ah, I'm not. It's gonna be like you won't see this coming. It's like no, it knows that you know this doll's gonna like this robot doll is gonna it's going make a to turn. kill everybody. Or yeah, it's gonna something's yeah. gonna happen, and that's fine. Um, and yeah, there's some cool stuff. I don't want to talk about it because you're gonna watch it, and it'd be better to be a surprise. I'm gonna yeah. watch Mithrigan. I'm gonna watch the Shamalagog, uh, and uh, and we can talk about all of it. I can give you insight about the book. Yeah. Just so right. you know, I gave the book away after I read it. Oh, good. That that bad, huh? I uh, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> now you're gonna but, watch the the movie. But I will watch the movie. Yes, you because I am a Batista fan. That's not a good reason to watch it. Let me tell you. I know, but I like Batista. 
And I read it's, the book. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna watch it. Like there is some, like yeah, the M Night stuff in this. Ooh. I wonder though if it is M Night or if it's if it's what the book nah, actually. Had. I'll nah, see. It's M Night, man. This, the book's I got can, some twists you'll, and turns. You'll, you'll be able to tell me, but I feel like there's some M Night M Night man there in there. Probably. Uh so yeah. So we'll talk about those next time, I guess. Sure. But hey, I, I watched actually a pretty cool little movie. Um, Did you? And I both tried, yeah, called The Wax Mask. So this is mm. a 1996 uh, Italian giallo. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was uh, written by, co-written by three folks, but two out of the three, Dario Argento and Lucio Fulci. The? the. Lucio Fulci? Uh, so this movie... It's no great knocks by any means, but it looks gorgeous. Like this movie looks so nice, bright yeah. colors, and and a horror movie. Uh, oh. Pretty pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, it's kind of in another like um, Murder at the Wax Museum. Uh, Murder at the uh, yeah, it's that type of yeah. thing. If you've ever you kind of know where things are going to go, no matter what. Uh, it's it's when you watch this on. A shutter, perhaps, or mm-hmm. actually, maybe it's two B. One of the two. I get confused after a while. Uh, it's got, uh, it's dubbed, which is unfortunate, but it's mm-hmm. fine. But sometimes there's parts where it's in Italian and there's no subtitles, and you go, "Oh, mm-hmm. I guess they forgot." But you get the meaning. It's and it's for like five seconds, yeah. ten seconds. But yeah, it's just the the classic tale of a of a weirdo who runs a wax museum and he's probably killing people and using their bodies for the wax base. And that's it. And there's, and it's a mystery and you get weird Christopher Lambert haircuts on men. Uh, oh, um, yeah. I like uh, that. Bro- brothels. You get some brothels the action. What? Sorry. Brothels. Okay. Yeah. That's a word. People say mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, very really? questionable. Some some very questionable haircuts uh, mm. in here, though. Some weird, high highly cut hair. But yeah, I don't know. This movie's cool. I I would definitely recommend RJ. You uh, for pop, me, th- throw it onto a list and get around to watching it sometime. I'll probably watch it next year. I'll forget and I'll say, "Hey, have you ever heard of this?" And you'll say, "Yeah, I told yeah. you to watch it last year." Yeah. And I'll say, "Nah, it's probably not." Probably you probably didn't do that. No, I wouldn't do something like that. Is it on Tubi? Uh, yeah, it's on. It's that nice. or Shutter. You got access. Nice. And it's okay. not super. And it's only like ninety minutes. Ninety eight. Oh, the ninety eight. The ninety eight minutes. Wow, I like that too, actually. But, but I, I did. I did a little bit of rambling there. RJ, tell me about how bad the houses October built is. It's just stupid yeah. because, like, at every point in this movie, it's like, guys, go home. It's like, just drive home. They're like, so, okay, it's a film crew traveling around, checking out all the extreme haunts. They're like, we got we to gotta find the scariest haunt. And they go to one, and they, like, don't, they do something bad. And then the people there are like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And they're like, oh, sorry, whoops. And then, like, they travel, like, two, three hours on the road, and then they see the same people, like one or two of the same people. And they're like, hey, wasn't that the person from like three days ago? It's weird that they're here. And it's like, go home. It's like, clearly something bad has happened. At one point, 
the trailer is surrounded by like 50 people in like masks. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, there's someone's like drive through them. It's like, no, I can't. They'll just leave. And they just wait it out. And then all the people leave. And it's like, see, I told you they'd leave. And it was like, what? What? And then the next day, like a couple of the characters are like, we should, we should just go home. And they're like, nothing happened. It's not even that bad. And it's just like, what do you mean? Nothing happened. What are you talking about, you guys? And, like, one of the people comes into the RV and they, like, film them sleeping and the guy's still like, ah, nothing really happened. And it's just like, they they were filming you sleeping. What are you talking about? And they uploaded it on your phone and it's just like, it's the weirdest thing. So I can't describe it, but every character in this, I feel like their favorite song is Freebird. And I don't know why. Is that because it, of uh, the Devil's Rejects? I think so. Like, it might be. Like, but the good characters and the bad characters in this, every single one of them, that's their favorite song. Oh, we got to give the, 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 the description of this movie, RJ. The house uh, actually were built beneath know. the fake blood and cheap masks of countless haunted house attractions across the country. There are whispers of truly terrifying alternatives. Looking to find an authentic, blood curdling good fright for Halloween. Mm. Five friends. <laughs> Set off on a road trip in an RV to track down these underground haunts. That's like the, the real haunt circuit. The Just when haunt. their search seems to reach a dead end, strange and disturbing things start happening, and it becomes clear that the haunt has come to them. Do you remember uh, that episode of Shockwaves where they were talking about haunts and like oh, talking yeah. about the yeah man? You got a problem here, pal. Well, man, yeah, he was. Uh, I think I'm ready for that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I, I could tell oh, from the, the extreme. I think, yeah, one of those dudes was like, "Yeah, I could be into the extreme haunt where you sign up and they follow you for a month, and it's like what? And they beat you. They'll beat you in the thing. You're paying for it, though. I could do that. I'll fight Why? that. <laughs> I think it's like Why? I think you want to. I think you want to run one of these <laughs> abuse people. Well, exactly, and it's just like uh, I know I know people probably do sign up for shit like that. It's like one time this month they want you to just jump me and like <laughs> do something to the to the butts, and then it's just like what? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but why? But why? But why? I noticed but you why? didn't. I noticed you didn't watch the sequel. Okay, so okay, wait. I got I got okay. So this movie is like it's not very good and at every time it is it is what's really frustrating about found footage horror where at every opportunity it's just like people are like oh you're fucking exaggerating get out of here and it's like i know those people exist in real life (laughs) sure but like i just found it annoying in this i was like just leave you guys just go very unlikable actors yeah playing these characters well, like, a couple of the scenes of the character building is, like, the dudes, like, bringing girls back to the trailer, being like, yeah, we're making a movie. You want to be on it? And it's just like, show me your, like, movie face. And you're just like, all right. All right, man. Uh, but one thing that's really weird. Okay, so spoilers to this, Jarrett. Spoilers to this movie. Spoilers. Yeah. But the end of this movie, mm-hmm. the haunt gets too real. It's too extreme. And uh, they, uh, the, the people get buried in coffins. Here's what I noticed. There's yeah. three men and, and one woman. The three men get buried in coffins that have, like, satin lining and, like, pillows. You know what kind of coffin the woman gets buried in? A wood box. A wood box. 
And I, I was watching this and I was like, wait, how come all the dudes get satin coffins? How come the girl is in the wood box? And I went, is this a misogynistic movie? Or is it all set up? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, I maybe, well, I maybe didn't see the last minute of this movie because I saw the description of House October Two built, and I was yeah. like, and it was like recovering from trauma. I was like, wait a minute, they lived. In my mind, they all died. But <laughs> I don't because yeah, I, I don't know tr- if I was just trying to make a better movie. Yeah, it turns out it's all yeah. Well, it all turns out it's a fake. Yeah, so it's, it's, they're all in on it. But then the second one. That's when they get the drone footage. That's when the drones show up. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the drones. See, I haven't been keeping track of this though. But man, oh man, I've been seeing some fucking drone footage this month. Holy fuck! You gotta take that shit. Wow, I I, 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 I have to go back, and it's impossible now. I, I mean, it is impossible. But you gotta take it. You gotta take it. Yeah. So in my mind, everyone died at the end of this movie, and then I saw the description of two, and I was like, wait a minute, like, for, like honestly, I was like, wait, they lived. Was it like, was Is a that j- really how that oh, no, movie and they go they go like to get the band back together. Go, yeah. it, it was a joke. It was a joke. It sucks, mm-hmm. sucks. And that's where the real extreme haunt starts. Yeah, the sure. real one. Oh, it, yeah, it no, not yeah. not great. I'm with you on that one. That no, there, I think the second one's all about gu- the second one's all about like guns and real guns and who's got the real gun, who's got the fake gun, and it's like super double fake outs and stuff. Oh yeah, Get it's out of here, you guys. Oh it, yeah, not good. Get out of here. Yeah. Hey, you ever seen Hospital Massacre, aka X Ray? You know what? I have. Uh, I watched it one time back in 2014, Ooh. and of course, according to Letterbox, I was not a fan at all. Hey, you know what we're finding is there's a lot of movies we watched nine or ten years ago that it's like, was it bad? Was it good? I'll never know. I'll never, never find gonna out. Watch you again. Well, maybe, I, but maybe I should. Our Archie's throwing down three stars. I gave it this. a three star. I gave it a three star. That's fascinating. If, so if what, you want to look it up on Tubi, you have to look up X-ray. Not, that's fine. Not Hospital Master. I, I, I can see the. I can find that poster. It's very. Uh, they yeah. use it for both uh, titles. But I typed in Hospital Massacre on the fucking the, the controller. Like going letter by letter and nothing came up. And I went, what the fuck? And then I looked it up and it was like X-ray. And I was like, son of a bitch. And then it just pops up right away. Uh, son did you, of a bitch. Did you happen to read my review of this film? Uh, I did. Okay, so here's why I, I, I kind of like Hospital Massacre. So Hospital Massacre has a lot of the generic 80s slasher stuff. Uh, where um, this is like a black glove slasher where it's like, who's the killer? Nobody knows. Like a lot of the time, it's just like you don't see them. They're always covered up their faces. But uh, I like um, I really like how they they portray the hospital because it is literally like like all of the horrors and despair of humanity. And it's just like the most horrific things. And it's just brief glimpses. They'll just pass by a room and you'll go. Wait, what? You go, what was in that room? What was in there? Uh, so, like, one time they pass a room, and it's just, like, seven dudes in beds, like, all in one bed, basically, and they're all on ventilators. And then the next scene will be a people on stretchers, and they're just, like, shaking uncontrollably. Or they'll look at, and it'll be a lady sitting on a bench, and she's just, like, swinging her head in circles. And then they'll pass another room and it's like nine guys in body casts, like full body casts. And you're just like, what's going on in this hospital? Um, 
it's also where people could just like smoke in hospitals which i thought was cool but uh uh i think this movie's got a couple neat kills and i think it's got a really a really nice intro do you remember what the intro to this movie is like i I don't okay so it's like a guy and girl like a brother and sister and they're playing trains and uh there's a little boy staring in through the window and he's like, and he's like the same age as them, but you're like, all right. And uh, there's a knock on the door and the two kids are like, who's that? And they go get it. And it's like a Valentine. And then the kids go back to the train set and they open it up and the kids watch in through the window. And it's like, dear, like uh, dear Julie or like Jill or whatever. And it's like, be my Valentine. Love Timmy. And then the brother's like, Timmy, what a loser and he like crumples it up and he's like oh and he like he like throws it across the room and the girl's like Haha, you tell him brother i'm gonna go get a piece of cake you want one and he's like yeah sure and then like the timmy guy is like in the window and he's like <sighs> and he's getting all frustrated and so yeah. girl girlfriend goes to get some cake she comes back and then she's like bill where are you and she looks and she's like ah and he has been like spiked on like a coat hanger. <laughs> and she looks at the window and it's the little kid and he's like <laughs> and then he runs away and then it's like hospital massacre. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, what is this movie? Uh and then there's uh the rest of the movie. So I just thought it was a really neat intro. I was like, well, it's kids killing other kids. I was like, you don't see that a ton. Yeah. And then uh like the way he dies is he gets impaled on a coat hanger. And I was just like, I was like, that's kind of a grisly death for like a, an 11 year old. But, uh, all right. All right. I imagine one of the reasons you probably didn't like this movie is because, uh, there is a 10 minute scene of a physical with this woman where the doctor's like, you need a physical right now. And like part of you, the doctor is kind of like, is he a red herring? Is he the, is he the killer? Is he not the killer? Um, you don't know, but, uh, he does give a physical for 10 minutes and it's just like the girl naked on a body. He's like, let me see your breasts. And she's like, <laughs> okay. And then he's like, Hmm. Hmm. He says, these are definitely breasts. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. And you're just like, what? <laughs> so, uh, it's not a great movie, but, uh, I, I got it. I got some enjoyment out of the, uh, the, um, all of the like the the bad stuff in the hospital sure. uh, that kill and there's, there's a full body burn in this too which i i oh. always uh, i always like to take yeah right like my next movie which also had a full body burn <laughs> Jarrett, do you know about do, the bees do i know about the bees argus is one of the highlights of my creeped over last year mm-hmm. the bees <laughs> a tubi pick yeah, this is this was a random. Like, I was just watching this at the kitchen table. Uh, at some point, Kim had to do something, mm-hmm. and she, you're like, "I'll throw on the bees." Yeah, no, I think it was as simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. and I and I watched the bees. Yeah, I think she was giving a talk or something like upstairs, and uh, yeah, I watched the bees and I was laughing out loud, and it was like giddy. Watching this mm-hmm. bizarre film, this disaster political thriller, and about like bees killing people. I mean, bees do kill people. Yeah, once in a while. Yeah, mutant bees. Yeah. They didn't make take, her... take back the earth. 
They are. They're well. They're Al Gore bees. We're, we're going they're to have to. Bees. Yeah, they're going to. We're going to have to coexist with them now. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make a review of this, but if I had it, uh, one of the notes I had was some of the bee sounds sound like farts, and that's funny. Uh, so sometimes the bees are like, but it's like, and I was like, <laughs> in my mind, uh, oh man, that was good stuff. So anyways, you have these bees. There's lots of talk of Africanized bees and like uh, mixing with a, a different strand of bees, which has created a more volatile kind of bee, a murder bee. Yeah. Uh, you have researchers, you have politicians, you have like uh, common folk. Basically, don't, for, what don't forget the frozen bee sperm. Well, that happens too. Yeah. Uh, and there's a line in there, like something after that. And it's like, are, they say something and someone goes, nothing artificial about that. And it's like, what? <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. But uh, common folks, sometimes there's like people trying to uh, steal the honey and then the bees kill them. And you're like, you dumb bastard. Don't take the honey, you idiot. Uh, and then you find like the uh, like a professor and his like niece, and they're studying the bees, and the professor can talk to the bees. John Carradine, uh, uh, one yep. of the great, great one of uh, Charles Band's favorite people. Absolutely, uh, this real, real '70s stuff. I I found uh, so like oh, yeah. the guy like because there's diplomacy, but then there's like secret agent, like killers. And then there's like a monster, and then there's like John Everyman, uh, who's like John, John America, Saxon. John Saxon, who, who literally plays John a character America. named John Norman, exactly. yeah, which is odd. You have the Normans, you have the Saxons, you have the Saxons. They're all there. Uh, so he's kind of like a military guy who's like the peace guy in between. Uh, and so like the the scientist is like trying to. He's like, I can talk to the bees. I will figure this out. I know the bees. And they're like, all right, man, if you know the bees, sure, whatever. Um, but then you find out one of the uh, the pol uh, politicians is like, is he maybe doing something with the bees that he shouldn't be doing with the bees? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but there's some really funny stuff in this. Like, um, like there's a scene where uh, the niece is like cleaning a beehive and it's like the uncle who's the old the old man and yeah. John Saxon and they're watching and John Saxon's like, whoa. Look at the jugs on this broad. Like he says something like that. Basically, <laughs> yeah. he's like, I could wash this all day. And the guy is like, That's my niece. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's like, She has great genetics, just like me. She's very attractive. And uh, John Saxon's like, Well, we'll see who she kisses when she comes back, you or me. And he's like, It's my niece. She won't kiss me. I'm a handsome old man. And you're just like, What is going on in here? And then she comes in and she's like, I like you both. <laughs> and and then they all laugh and you go, what? Uh, so there's some of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's some hitman who come in and you get some really good <laughs> yeah. 70s stunt work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some good 70s kicks and uh, like karate chops. And you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. And then there's a kill where it's like, shut up. And then he puts a beehive on a guy's head and you go, oh, shit. He beehived that guy's head. Yeah. Uh, I, think there's some, get... uh, I think there's some shooting bees. <laughs> yeah, some people do try to shoot bees at certain <laughs> points, and you're just like, I don't know if that's going to work, you guys. Yeah. Um, there's the biggest cell phone of all time, which I put on the Discord. That's a phone. It's hard to see in the picture. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to see it moving. It is like, it's the size of a microwave, basically, is how big this phone is. He's like, hello? 
He's like, is this the contract killer? I co- I'm contracting you to kill somebody. And it's just like, what? Um, <clears throat> so the, the other thing, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't write this down, but now it's coming back to me too. It's like, this movie is this like massive, like, I don't know. I think it's this re- like odd right wing movie. Cause it is yes. just this like total ripping on Jimmy Carter. Like it is just like a damning take on like Jimmy Carter's failure as a statesman and how corrupt it was, and it's very odd <laughs> that way. Because like watching it now, you're like, oh, this like these guys really had it out for Jimmy Carter. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, and then there's a lot of weird. Um, there's really weird stock footage in this of like planes crashing and stuff like that, and it's like stock footage, so it's actually planes crashing. But they're they're like showing that it's like the bees, <clears throat> basically getting these planes. But you're watching it and you're like, that's really a plane crashing, and you're like, why am I seeing this right now? You're like, that's strange. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, other than that, there's also like, um, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, no. Oh yeah, there's like an environmental message. So yeah. they, the doctor can eventually communicate with the beehive, and you're just like, oh okay, like the bees are talking, and they're basically like, you're killing the earth, so we will kill you. And then you're just like, and at the end of this movie is John Saxon like at the UN, and he's just yep. like, listen, you guys, everybody, listen, the bees <laughs> want to save the earth, and if we don't listen to them. They'll kill us. And everyone's like, they're crazy. Don't yeah. listen to them. They're nuts. And you're just like, uh, <laughs> you're like, um, wait, you guys, maybe, listen. maybe it is the bees. Maybe it is the bees. So there's that, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bees, the bees, just, uh, pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, anyways, you want to hear yeah. about more? Or you want to talk about more? I'll, I'll rip through some here. Okay, wait. Before we do, <clears throat> what? I think what we now? need a two-minute break. I gotta wow. go check on my wife. I gotta go use the toilet, and then I'll be right back. And then we can keep going. Fine. Fine. How's that sound? Sounds wonderful. Okay, let's go both use the toilet for two minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> Different toilets. Jay, do you know a movie called Evil Ed? Oh. Oh, no, Jarrett. I know a movie called Evil Ed. Do you? I do now. And tell me what you know about Evil Ed. Well, I know when his mind blows, anything goes. And that Edward is a friendly, harmless film cutter on the culture department. After a suicide accident, he is put on the mission to cut the Loose Limb series. The blood, gore, and violence causes him to start to go insane. Edward slowly turns into Evil Ed. That's the movie. Tell me more about how much you like Evil Ed. Well, I, I want to know uh, what your experience with Evil Ed was. It might even, uh, it's, it's from a long time ago, I think. Well, I got your list open here. I'll click on Evil Ed. Let's see when I logged Evil Ed. Uh, 2014, which seems to be the theme this year. Movies yep. I watched nine years ago, you're watching. Yeah. Movies you watched nine, eight years ago, I'm watching. Yep. Um, now, as it happens, it, se- it seems that I gave this film 
a half a star. Half star. One of the worst films that ever existed, according to Jorge here. Well, I mean, we all know that ratings mean nothing. Yeah. Right. But I am seeing that Bill Mosley is in this, so he does. So I was watching this, and then there's this bit where um, you overhear the footage that uh, Ed is editing, mm-hmm. and I hear some like very like incoming mail kind of sound. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's Bill Mosley's voice. I'm like, why is his voice on here? And then mm-hmm. I um, open up the the letterbox, and I saw in the cast that he's actually got a bit of credit, and this is special voice appearance and it's like ah okay so he is in this to a degree just his voice and it's his unmistakable like rufus t firefly um whatever his character's name is in texas chainsaw massacre 2 it's Mm -hmm. that bill mosley voice which i love rj as you know know you do as i said it's a it's a great voice you and corpse uh are bonded over that i believe yeah absolutely So this evil Ed business, though, I don't know. I'm not a fan of this movie, RJ, I, I can say. Half star? No, that's that's crazy. But uh, I, I would be, like, probably giving this about a two, a two or so. Well, I, I can rescind my half because, as we know, things have changed between yeah. me and you. So some ratings aren't exactly accurate anymore. I just remember not really liking this movie. That's fair. Uh, this movie is pretty monotonous. It opens up with a guy going crazy, and then it's got the, I don't know, the boss, I guess, of the culture department. Oh, it's a man who talks like this, because oh. he's been dubbed. And he's an asshole, and that's his gimmick. And mm-hmm. um, the guy blows himself up with a grenade, and the guy is like, oh boy, here we go. And then he gets, you know, he gets this stiff shirt from another department mm-hmm. as an editor. And there's this weird like horror micro genre of film editor as like the basis for a horror film. There was that censor. Yes. Um, yes. There's also the fun. editor. Yes. Uh, Bar- Barbarian sound studio, whatever it's called. That would definitely yeah. um, fit into this too. This idea of like a man, like this like weird, I don't know. What, where if this all idea you do is from. watch horror, you're going to be bad. But, or this idea that it has an effect on you and you, he starts impacting your sanity. Mm-hmm. There's one really like this off starts off okay, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of cool. Like this is uh, it, it does fit into my uh, Eurovision uh, tag, okay. where there's this like vision of uh, these European movies trying to make American movies, but they're very like fakey, bubbly looking, and I love the look of it. I was like, you look at the movie like the uh, the lift, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, that sort of has what this has too. But those those movies, uh, like Lift and oh, what's the other one? The other guy's film that he directed. Uh, uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those are like super cool, and Evil mm-hmm. Ed is less so, and very like one note. So he starts editing the film, and you see some like bad like redux of like a slasher film that doesn't resemble anything that slasher films are like. And he starts, he starts cracking. He starts losing his mind. Uh, then there's like kind of a delivery guy. He's got his girlfriend that he makes out with, uh, with a dude who wears a sock half on a foot. We've all been there. We've done that. Who has uh, with, with very pronounced fangs, uh, mm-hmm. I noticed. And I was like, what is this man, a werewolf? And was so, he? no, you never, you never see him again. But uh, there's this like great moment where 
in his hallucination, he sees himself as sort of this like Hellraiser, like god of death, and he's hmm. having a conversation. It's so good. And then it's never like that ever again. And it's just him like uh. killing people as they visit the house. Um, and I don't really buy the whole, he's crazy evil Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last like 30 minutes are all in the mental hospital. I think. Yeah. He gets in a straight jacket and of course, Oh, he's been sedated. We can take it off of him. The murderous maniac that killed like five people sure. or whatever it is. And then they send, they do a gimmick where they send in um, like this, the, the SWAT team. And it's like this uh, kind of super cheese ball, AD style um, paramilitary SWAT team that apparently can't take out this unarmed man uh, with machine guns. And they all get taken out by him after he takes one of their guns and is better at shooting at it than they are. And then the movie just kind of wraps up and Mm -hmm. uh, you never think about Evil Ed again. And you go, that was a a real missed opportunity. Anders Jakobsen, who apparently is just like, Worked out this style of thing again. There's what is this? Evil Ed. It's a no-brainer. You keep them. You'll you keep them heads rolling. A look at the making of the Swedish bladder classic Evil Ed. He directed his own making of like in 2016, probably for when the Blu-ray came out. Then he did a film with another guy named Insane from 2010. Hmm. I'm not seeing a lot of love. Seeing a lot of love, but that doesn't mean anything. People don't know what they're talking about sometimes. But yeah, there's a really cool demon bit in this. But other than that, the movie kind of just exists. It's very blue as well. Like it's just one color that dominates every shot. It seems blue, blue, blue. I think it's a little old. Really? Yeah. Do you remember the blueness? Do you remember anything about Evil Ed? About uh, Evil Ed? No, I don't actually. Not really. I just remember that when I watched it, I went, "I don't like this." Yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine that. So, especially nine years ago, Jared. No. Yeah, you would have thought this was a little too goofy. This was little... pre-martyrs. You got to remember that. Or there was martyrs. Or there was martyrs. <laughs> Not sure about the connection, but okay. All right. Well, you know. No. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Kim and I watched. Uh, another great piece of Tubi cinema. Mm-hmm. I, Madman, from 1989, directed by Tibor Takix. Sounds good. So th- this is a movie I'd seen the MGM DVD of on, like, A&B sh- uh, sound shelves, and mm-hmm. it was, like, you know, $14.99, sometimes on sale for $11.99. And I just, like, looked at it all the time, and went, nah, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be very good. Like, I heard nobody talk about this. Nobody... Mm-hmm. Says shit about it. You look up reviews at the time, and it's like, oh, this is pretty skippable, pretty skippable. Famous last words. But you know what? That's when you were buying physical media. But now we live in the age of the stream, and everything mm-hmm. is just available. You just let it flow through you. So, what's this I Madman all about? Yeah, what is a, it about? A tagline is lose yourself in a good book. Oh, a book shop clerk starts seeing the disfigured killer from her favorite 1950s pulp novels come to life and start killing people around her. It's a very misleading uh, synopsis, I got to say. So mm-hmm. what's this all about? Uh, it opens up with a like kind of 1950s pastiche in an apartment uh, involving this, this maniac man in a dark robe. It's kind of like, kind of like dark man-ish, like fedora. Mm-hmm. 
and masked face. It's actually more like the shadow, Duncan-esque. I guess. Duncan esque. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he's a he's a killing. He's a slaying ladies. And then of course we transition. Oh, actually, that's not how it opens. It opens up with um, it's like a hotel, and yeah. this man leaves who's like kind of hisses. He's kind of like a Count Orlock kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leaves, and then a phone call comes to the front desk saying that there's a dog barking or something or making sounds next door in the room of the very man who just left. And so the you know the hotel inspector goes and checks things out, mm-hmm. and he walks in and finds like a whole mess of like mad experiments and stuff like that. And then of course he finds a an old um, like treasure chest tickle trunk, and it's got holes oh. punched in it, and it makes sounds. And it's breathing. And of course, as he's looking around, looking at all these things, it's disgusting. There's food rotting everywhere, chemistry mm. kits, blah, blah, blah. The kit of the box opens up. And inside is a stop motion monster thing, like in the movie The Gate. Mm. And, um, and then it's like, ah, terror. And then, of course, next door, we get to this woman who's uh, hanging out in bed. Or on a couch, and she hears the sound. She would have been the one who probably complained downstairs. And then mm-hmm. the door gets burst open, and she's startled. And then it transitions, and it's the reader, um, J- Jenny Wright, reading this book, this pulp book. And uh, she has her. She gets spooked out by this. It's all too scary for her. Spooked out. And so she, she calls her boyfriend, who's a cop. Um, and I think she goes back to reading. And inevitably, uh, she hears a knock at the door, and it's her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. they they canoodle, and of course he's like, "Ah, well, I don't know why you read this crap." Um, <laughs> and then the next day, she goes back to her job. So she works at like this like used bookstore, this gigantic book warehouse uh, in Los Angeles, and. She's like, oh, we just got this estate sale, and this is one of the books in it. Oh, I'm I'm kind of curious about this author. So saying it's like one of her favorite 1950s pulp novels is a bit of a stretch because there's only two mm-hmm. books that this person wrote, and she's just read one of them, and she proceeds to read the next one, and it kind of also stars this same masked character that she's intrigued by. But as she reads it, is it Havoc? It's, or it's, the it's, Oma? Oh, you wish. You wish. No, it's just the guy who's got, like, no nose, no lips, no ears. Um, but it's kind of like a Candyman type deal. Oh. But not, but not as good. Not as good as oh. Candyman. But yeah, he starts, like, killing people and starts assembling his face so he can come back to her. Uh, oh. She's, she's an actress. She's an aspiring actress. Uh, who's very jealous of this red-haired woman, and this guy kills that red-haired woman and takes her scalp. So now he's got red hair for the rest of the movie. Uh, that kind of thing. That old chestnut. That, that old chestnut. A little bit of fun. Uh, this movie's like to- absolutely watchable. You want some, oh. some harmless 1980s uh, horror fun. That sounds sounds fun. Yeah. But he's not an Oma or a Havoc? He's not. Yeah. Not even not even a Charles not even a Robert Bronzy to see. Oh. No. Less interesting on my end, I gotta say. But Yeah, I, I bet. You know what I mean? I, I mean I'm not saying it's bad. Okay. I'm just saying like if Havoc isn't in it and if like Oma isn't in it, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. 
And uh, <clears throat> then we watched uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Everyone knows oh, that movie's it's a great show. Great show. A plus. Uh, then I watched Brain Dead from 1990, oh, directed yeah. by one Adam Simon, uh, who also directed the film Carnosaur, which is and then oh, Body yeah. Chemistry too. Mm-hmm. This Brain Dead movie, this poster freaked me out when I was a kid. One yeah, of those, it's scary. yeah, it's scary. It's just like a guy's face stretched out and he's mm-hmm. looking at you. They're very terrifying. But this is the movie I mentioned earlier. That's about the two Bills: Bill mm-hmm. Pullman, Bill Paxton, and Bud Court. <laughs> Bud Court shows up. The, um, uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of buried the lead on that. You're talking about the Bills, but what about the Bud? And George Kennedy once more. This is two George Kennedys in like a month. Pretty good Wild. shot, if you ask Not me. So what's this movie about? It's about brains, know. RJ. It's about brains. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill Pullman is the earnest scientist doing experiments on brains. And he's approached by his scumbag old friend who he got the girl from in college. But now one's far more successful and one's just a scientist. Bill Paxton, he shows up. All slick back, real evil, corporate kind of guy. But he needs some help. He needs some help from Bill Pullman. Uh, because one of their accountants at the firm has gone psycho. Uh, apparently has killed his wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it maybe, but he's maybe just done this as a cover, which makes zero sense. Okay. <laughs> but because he's, he's got a formula in his head and he doesn't remember it anymore. And they need to either get the, they, they either need to cure him so they can get the number or make it so he can never remember by never wiping it again, out. Hey? Yeah. And so they are using some, you know, some fandangled technology. Um, Bill Pullman has to convince Bud Cork's character, who's in the, the you know, sanitarium, to go along with the surgery. And yeah, we get the surgery scene, and it's just like open skull surgery. Um, there is a bit though that you know, one might sleep on, is because while this is all, there's a lot of deliberation going on back and forth. Uh, Bill Pullman's character. Uh, is leaving the lab with a brain. Mm-hmm. And this homeless man sees it this and he goes, that's my brain! That's my brain! You got there! Because, you know, it's a crazy homeless person. Sure, and they start they, they start they, they start fighting over the brain jar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill Pullman doesn't want to give it up because he's like, well, that's, that's, that's property. And then that's a person's brain. I can't just hand it over to this dude. And he kind of pulls it off, runs away, and gets hit by a car. Um, and if I so, had a nickel... Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Classic scene working with Burn. brains. So anyway, he goes and performs this surgery on Bud Court. Uh we get these images of like him seeing his family that he's killed, trying to cure him to get the company what it wants. Mm-hmm. And everything kind of works out because apparently he can now he, he's been fixed of his mental ailment and everyone starts applauding uh mm-hmm. Bill Pullman because, but but then he starts seeing this figure this mysterious man in white who oh. Bud Court's been saying was the one who actually killed his wife. And he's like, oh. we eliminated it. That was a psychosis, so we got rid of it. But now it's in Bill Pullman's head. And so Bill Pullman oh. goes to a restaurant, RJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's starting to have a breakdown. Like he's having some sort of issues. Like maybe this is, this is a concussion at work. Uh, and he's acting very peculiar and... Uh, the, the, he kind of blows this meaning of George Kennedy because they thought maybe they'd be able to take this new technology to like really start curing people, curing humanity. But he's all he's all goofy and uh, mm. making no sense. 
Um, he leaves and then he starts suspecting that his wife is having an affair with Bill Paxton. He shows oh, wow. up and he apparently sees Bill Paxton and his wife just in the throes of passion. And he goes over to them Describe and just that. stabs their eyes out. Just rips Describe their eyes that. out. Passion. Yeah. Grinding RJ. Just grinding away on top of Bill Paxton the okay. way we all want to. So, oh, okay. yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, he wakes up and he's in the hospital oh. and his doctor is the doctor. Bill who's Bill Pullman's in the hospital oh. and he sees this doctor who's the guy that he thinks was stalking around, causing trouble, killing people. And now he's there and they're saying he's crazy. And they're saying that you never, we had never dealt with that before. And it's like, oh, what's going on inside of his head? What's, what's mm-hmm. going on? Um, and it's, it's like Inception, RJ. Is it? No, it's not. Is it like identity? Uh, an, another prime example of what's real, what's taking place inside the mind. And a movie that doesn't really like play fair or doesn't have mm-hmm. like the, doesn't have it really figured out totally. Uh, my understanding, this was a brushed off screenplay that was rejected by Roger Corman back in the day. Uh, Julie Corman uh, mm. resurrected. And uh, this apparently was the best one. This was written by uh, Charles, or co-written by at least Charles Beaumont. He also wrote like The Mask of the Red Death, Burn Witch Burn, uh, Intruder with William Shatner back in the day. This mm. this this could have been a very cool looking movie back in like the sixties and the nineties. It's kind of interesting that you got Pullman and Paxton in this movie. Like I consider that pretty star studded, but both uh, of them at once. At once. You better believe it, pal. Yep. Yeah, that's uh That's brain dead. Uh the ending just made me mad. And I was just like, Yeah, fuck this movie. Okay, <laughs> I didn't mind all. watching it, but then the ending was just like, ugh. Classic brain dead. Classic right? brain deading, yep. Got him. Got him. RJ, tell me about Hell Knight. Oh my god. Have you seen Hell Knight? Yeah, once. Not great. Uh, it's like a frat house thing, and it's like, new, it's like all you new dudes, you want to be in a frat, you got to spend a night in the haunted house, man. And it's like the older guys are like, we're going to play spooks on you guys. And, um,. <clears throat> When I wrote his review, when I was doing, when I watched this, I was like, it's like, just get drunk like normal people. Like, why do you got to like all these elaborate schemes to like get these like enjoyment out of these things? It's like, come on. Fuck. So anyways, so it's a frat house thing. And uh, what's her face is in this? Is it Linda Blair? It is definitely Linda Blair. Yeah. So Linda Blair is in this and she's a girl that's brought her along. And the entire time she's like, this is dumb. She's like, why are we doing this? And uh, she's like the final girl. But her whole thing is just like, she's like, this is kind of a stupid thing that we're doing. Do you guys see that? And everyone's like, no, man, it's for the frat. Uh, so they're all in costumes and uh, they get dumped at this house. And it's like, legend has it, man, that like this boy killed his whole family, man. And he like still lives here. Can you can you dig it? And they're like, oh, shit, we can't dig it. So they're in the house and then like the four older frat dudes, like the one guy, he's he's made out to be a piece of shit really early. He's like, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that that's it's the piece, the resident piece of shit here. OK, he's like the leader. And it's like, yeah, we're going to spook these guys. Good. Uh, so they're going around setting up traps. Uh, but wouldn't you know, Jarrett, the legend was true. 
there is a man in this house and he is a underground chud with tunnels <laughs> which is uh i always find like i find tunneling chuds is like this strange like separate genre of movies that the I do kind of like now, like Hell Knight is not a good movie by any means. Like this is a real two star affair. You're, you watch it and you a lot of this movie you go, oh, OK, all right. Especially because this movie's an hour 50 or something like that. Like it is oh. way, way, way too long, way, way too, too long. long for a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of this movie is really boring. Like a lot of the movie is like a guy and a girl. It's like we just met tonight, but we have to bunk out because this house is haunted. And then the guy's like you want to hang out? And she's like, no, you're staying on that side of the bed. And it's like, okay. And then it, and like, that's like a 10 minute scene. And you're just like, Oh my God. All right. Um, there's actually a couple like neat kills in this movie. I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. And I do like, like underground tunnel chud, man. Like he's just a big dude. Like he's not like a supernatural in any way. He's just like a really big, like, like hidden from society for 30 years kind of dude which are always the most dangerous chuds you know jared how does he sound he just makes okay. like noises like he can't talk because he's been underground for 30 years right um but the one funny thing in this was like um like one of the uh, surfer dudes like i'm gonna get the cops man and he goes and the cops are like yeah 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 we know all about your frat house we're not falling for it and he's like no really there's a dangerous killer man and they're like, no, we don't believe you. And he's like, all right. And he walks and he sees a room full of guns and he just goes in and he just takes a bunch of the guns and then he runs out and then he goes back to the house with a bunch of guns now. And you're just like, oh, I guess that was easy. Oh, um, just like that. Just like that. Linda Blair also like jump starts a car in like the weirdest way ever. She like sparks it on the engine. Like she it's like and it's like on the engine, but then the engine starts and I was like, oh. I wouldn't have thought that that would work, but all right. Uh, and then she drives a dude through some spikes, and you go, oh, that's cool. But That's the, that's the movie. Yeah, Hell Knight's not much to report. All the, one thing I remember about this movie, too, is, like, all these characters are, like, talking about, like, oh, man, like, the Linda Blair character. She's so mm. hot. That, oh, that is a, a prominent Mar pop point. Marty Gaines is her name. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm unconvinced of this. <laughs> like, I, I, I disagree. Every character is like, well, who's that babe? <laughs> who's, who's, who's Chipmunk Woman? You're like, Azuzu? <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. You know Azuzu. Uh, no. Uh, so anyways, and, I can't... And Linda Blair is a fucking shitty actor. She's not great. Like, he's, he's terrible. Yeah. And they, they play her as like a tomboy in this. Like, she's a tough kid. And you're like, that's a good fit for her is like that kind of character. But like, still, this... Hell Knight is uh, more like Boar Knight. <laughs> Boar Poyo! Uh, or Smell Knight. Oh, shit. That was the review. Smell Knight. Damn it. Damn. I'll be better. Anyways, uh, want to hear about the worst movie I've watched this month? <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I see. Do I want to hear about Fritz Bomb's <laughs> Wildling from 2018? Why did you watch a Fritz Bomb film? That's got like a 2.5. Brad Dourif is why oh. I watched this. Oh god. I as you know, like I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a weirdo. Like if I didn't watch a Brad Dourif movie whatever, but it's like if I can watch one I will. And this was on Tubi. So I was like, "Oh, Brad Dourif movie. It's a horror movie." 
Yeah, I'll throw on Wildling. It's recent. It's got Liv Tyler in it. Like, uh, I'll check this out. Oh, man. <laughs> this is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time, Jarrett. A long time. <laughs> oh, it is so bad. So, number one, the the dialogue in this movie is so, so bad. And, it, like, it, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't think Liv Tyler is a bad actor, but, like, I feel like in her scenes there was cue cards because i feel like they called her and they're like can you be here tomorrow it's like a six-day shoot and she's like yeah i'll be there and it's like like i feel like everyone in this except for brad duris like he's the only professional i feel like i feel like they were given the lines the day of it's like here's what you guys gotta say and they're just reading these lines out like it is it is one of the worst i've ever seen for that but anyways this movie cold opens and it's Brad Dourif and a little girl, and she's like in an attic, and he's like, he's like, you're my sweet little girl, and it's not weird, it's not weird. He's just like, you're a sweet little girl. He's like, we're gonna have a birthday party, and uh, you're gonna be treated right here. And she's like, yeah, thanks, Dad. And then like it just, it's like a montage of her bringing her birthday cakes, and then her him like teaching her, and it's like like how to read. And then she's like, what's in the outside world? And he's like, the wildlings are out there and they're going to get you. And he's like, that's why we can never leave. He's like, you stay here with dad. We never leave. And you're like, all right, I see what's going on here. And then eventually she hits like puberty and he starts like injecting her in the stomach. And you're like, uh, all right. You're like, where's this going to go? And then, uh, something happens to a point where like, she like, either hear someone or like something is happening and Brad Dourif is like, okay, these injections, Oh, the injections aren't working anymore. Whatever they were doing, which you find out later, they're not working anymore. So Brad Dourif goes to her room and he's like, all right, baby girl, I'm sorry. And then he just like gun to the head shoots himself. And you're like, uh, <laughs> and he's like wildling. <laughs> and you're like, um, okay. And there's like 15 minutes of this movie. So she goes to the hospital and, uh, She's like wild. She's never seen another person in, ever in her whole life. She she was told everyone is dead. And then she's in the hospital and the doctor's like, we got to get this girl into a support home. And um, uh, Liv Tyler comes in and she's like, no, we ain't going to lock her up again. She's been locked up her whole life. We ain't going to do it again. She's like, I'll take her. And then you're like, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. And then Liv Tyler like puts her in public school and like honest to God, like immediately there's boys like, hey, sweet thing. And they're like, you ever seen porno? And it's like, what? And then she goes and like she gets taken to a party and then like she like almost gets raped. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And like Liv Tyler's like, I'll take care of her. But then you never see them interact again. And it's just like, was Liv Tyler offset that day? It's just like this kid living. And you're like, she's just. Well, I'll be, I'm not even going to be in the movie now, but you're adopted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you're adopted now, and then she like, uh, she's like gone. Go to school. Yeah, and Liv Tyler's so bizarre in this. It's like it's almost like she's never talked to another human being before. Like the way she delivers her dialogue, it is, it's it's so strange, dude. It is very very bizarre. And then the rest of this movie kind of kicks in. So she almost gets raped, and then she uh she kills the boy. And what, what you the, find? What were the injections, RJ? They were stopping her menstrual cycle because at menstrual cycle is when the wildling kicked in, oh, and no. the wolf, ah. the Wolfenstein came. This is a wolf. It's a werewolf. 
It's a Wolfman movie, Jarrett. Oh, man. With CGI fire. Yep. They all have CGI Uh, fire now. They all have CGI fire. All movies need them. There's like a scene where her like teeth are falling out and she's like, I'm sick. But she's like getting hair in places. She's like, oh, no. It's a metaphor for puberty. Uh, Yeah, I know. I know what Ginger Snaps tried to do. Um, And it did. I know it did. Uh, But so anyways, like... uh, he like she's like turning into wolf and then brad durf shows up again like and he comes back before and you're like you lived he's got like a band-aid on his face and he's like i was trying to protect you girl shooting himself he puts the gun in his mouth and then you like you don't see him for like half an hour and then he comes back and you're like you're alive he got right? better and he's not in jail either he's just like alive and not in jail for like enclosing this anyways he comes back and then the end of this movie is um so the raping or well, she doesn't get raped. She kills a guy. And then like Liv Tyler had a son and she, and the girl has consensual relations with that son. And then she's pregnant immediately. And she's already like five months pregnant within a day or something. Cause that's Wolfman logic. And, uh, Brad Durst's like, I let you live. I realized that was a mistake. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to do it right this time. He's like, I see you got baby and tummy. I'm going to get baby out. So he, he starts a, a werewolf C-section. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but it's interrupted. The full moon comes and she goes. Well, this and... would be like a, this would be a werewolf abortion, RJ. She's, well, he's going to get it out. He explains it. He is going to he's going to start fresh with a, a fresh born baby. His like mistake oh. was that he found her uh, too old or something. He's like, you were already a month old when I found you too old <laughs> was the thing. He's like, I, he's like, I'll get I'll get him. I'll get it right this time. Uh, that's how he's talking in this uh, movie. He's like, I'll get you right this time. And you're just like, oh, my God. Uh, so uh, she wakes up and she kills him. And then, uh, like, the most bizarre ending. In this movie, there's some t- there's talk. It's like, you ever heard of the Northern Lights? Roar Borealis? Just like in the Langoliers, the Stephen King film. That's right. And uh, the girl's like, it sounds magical. Where's that? And they're like, it's up north where the wildlings are. And then she's like, all right. So at the end of this movie, she's got a baby and she goes up to the Arctic and she sees the Aurora Borealis and then a bunch of wolf people emerge. They're like, and she's like, I found my people. And you go, all right. Well, RJ, I mean, it seems like it gave you everything you wanted. It gave you Brad Dourif and it gave you werewolves and you hated it. I can only, I can, I can only add this to the RJ hates women list I've got going. All I gotta say is like like I, with Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is just a it's a movie that's promoting animal violence, which I'm not on board with. So whatever kind of like feminist message is in there, it doesn't matter to me because uh, I'm not down with the animal violence. Is the uh, the problem? But uh, yeah, Wildlings. Um, it's 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 crazy, dude. You you gotta watch it sometime. I I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. So should I keep going? What's our clock at now? We, well, yeah. Three and a half? Uh, just over three. Just over three? Oh, because yeah. of uh, two breaks? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and that doesn't include the breaks. Yeah. Well, I mean, the breaks were short. which is a little pee-pee. Well, yeah, I mean. Pee-pee. I, I would like to hear about J- Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Okay, so I think you recommended this once because uh, I think you and I are both fans of biblical horror. Yeah, this is found footage. 
and it's a found footage biblical horror. So some of the stuff I, I actually really like in Jerusalem, this movie I think is so, so there's some good yeah. stuff. There's some bad stuff, but uh, the stuff that's uh, enjoyable for me, the biblical horror, I think is cool. Like, so there's the angels, which it's like, yeah, that's cool. But I also like the Golgotha dude who's just like, or like the big Goliath guy who's like walking around sometimes in this. That, you're, you're that's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. People are like, what are you talking about guys? You're talking about Noah. By uh, okay, so in this movie, you get some hip young Americans, and they go to the uh, the motherland of Jerusalem. They're going to the homeland, uh, which is a contentious issue nowadays. But um, <clears throat> that's one way to put it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, there's things going on that I don't know enough about to comment on. Is what I would say. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, they go back to Jerusalem, and uh, the de- like. It, the main character girl, her dad is like this super sweet old Jewish man, and he's just like, "Here, I got you." He's like, "I got you Google Glass. You take the Google Glass and you film your adventures." And you're just like, "All right, sweet old man." So I actually do think that is kind of neat of a found footage thing where it's like the Google Glass, and she like can't turn it off, and like that's kind of a plot point. She's like, "Google Glass, stop!" And it like just doesn't stop, and you're just like, "All right." I think it's kind of neat. It's a neat way to take out the camera. Um. But they go to the uh, Jerusalem, and uh, they meet some of the locals. They go out and stuff like that. And then uh, some things start happening, and the city is about to be locked down. And then uh, when the city is locked down, it's kind of like, okay, we have to escape the city now. And it's like, what do we do? And then things start happening. Well, there's, there's also a, they meet a boy. The, the cold, yeah, they meet a boy. But actually, uh, I just remembered the cold open to this movie before you're introduced to anyone is a, a Vatican tape. Yes. Uh, so it's like, a, and it shows all of the religions. There's a priest, there's a rabbi, uh, there's a, like, you know, all the guys who walk into a bar together, they're all there. And they're like, we are all working together to destroy the evil. This is the unbelievable t- team up you never dreamt you'd see. This must, oh, yeah. this must, must, must uh, go beyond anything else to bring these oh, yeah. all people together. There's like a priest, there's a rabbi, there's a whatever holy men are in like Islam and Buddhism or whatever. There, there's one of everybody. They're all there, yeah. and uh, the opening like the the ti- or the um this the credit things is like there are three holes to hell. One of them is in the desert. One of them is in the sea. One of them is in Jerusalem, and it's like the Bible. And you're just like, oh, shit, like openings to hell. That sounds crazy. Uh, so you see all the priests and then it's like an exorcism and they're like, ah, and they're like throwing the holy water on them. And it's like a girl and she's like, Rrr. and then wings kind of sprout out. Yep. And then a priest is like, we got to do it. And someone hands him like a pea shooter. Like it's like it's a gun that's like smaller than a finger. And he's just like, cast you to hell. And he just uh, he uh, he kills that girl and then she dies. And then and then the movie starts. Mm-hmm. So the lockdown happens, and then uh, yeah, they meet uh, they meet a boy while they're there, and this boy, uh, or actually, he might be like traveling with them or something. It's kind of confusing. He uh, kind of joins with he. They meet him as like a fellow traveler. Yeah, he's like also an American or something yeah. like that. Uh, but he, and he's he's there for a reason. He's there for a reason, out. and he's there because of his research on That's the right. dark net. Hell yeah, he says. He says, here's my research I found on the dark net. And it was the video from the cold open. He's like, something is happening in Jerusalem and we're going to find it kind of thing. So when the lockdown happens, this guy runs off and uh, main character girl is like, I got to find him because uh, they boned down the night before. And this is like the most bizarre scene in this movie is like 
she puts her glasses on the nightstand and then it's like filming her and the dude like in the sex scene and out of nowhere that is when the dad decides to text the girl like seven times and like it's gonna sound like i'm exaggerating and i'm honestly not this is how the scene plays out it's like dad and it's like hope you're doing okay i think you are so beautiful you are my favorite thing in the world you are the best daughter there ever is you are my special girl you are the best and you have never done anything wrong and you are beautiful and it like all these texts come like as she's like with this dude and you're just like huh you're kind of laying that one on thick but all right um so anyways uh that happens and uh the lockdown happens dude runs away because he's trying to investigate a girl the girl's friend is trying to escape jerusalem and then you get a series of biblical horror events is what how i would describe it Mm -hmm. so you have some angels you have some goliath type dudes which are who are pretty cool um i think that stuff is all really well uh really cool like um as as i said earlier like I think you and me both have kind of a soft spot for uh, biblical horror. For this potential. Yeah, for the potential of what biblical horror could be, because it is cool. You get some Old Testament stuff in there. Like, you get some stuff like this, but nothing's really, nothing's really kind of really grabbed it yet. Uh, So, Jerusalem, it's almost there. It's got some of that stuff there, Mm -hmm. but uh, it does still have some of the um, classic trappings of uh, what these films are. So no. yeah, I, I say it's a mixed bag. Demony things are dropping down and picking people up. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Demony people are guys, referring into zombies. Guys. Yeah, there, there's like the thing where it's like they like they get infected by the opening of hell and they're like and they puke blood for a second and then they they're like and they're then like, they grow yeah. the, the angel wings kind of and they yeah. turn into the, the demons. The, 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 the demons. Yeah, so that stuff's cool. Like that's what I mean. Like I really like all the biblical horror stuff. Um, right. Uh, that stuff's wicked. And then it's just like all the other stuff. It's like this same old. It's there. Same old. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. really hate on this movie. Like it. I don't it's think not, that's it, fair. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. It's like yeah. fine. People really. It's like yeah, pretty lowly rated. A lot of like this is like the worst thing you've ever seen. I'm like, well, you haven't watched fair. Wildling yet. <laughs> they haven't watched Wilding. No, like I mean, it's got it's got like a couple of really good things going for it. Biblical horror is very cool, in my mind, and I actually do think the Google Glass uh, idea is really. I think that's really like smart because it's like it takes out the camera, man. So it's just like this is just filming because it's on somebody's fucking Google Glass. So I actually I like that idea, which I, I can see people making fun of really easily, but it's like. Eh, I don't think that's fair. I was like, that's actually a good idea. You're just mad you didn't come up with that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about one more thing. Mine or one each? Yours well, and mine? Well, we can talk about our combined one thing. I've got a bunch of other things uh, to talk about, but I don't know. Yeah, what's... as do I. Well, not a bunch. I have a couple, but yeah, don't, why don't we talk about Robert Zombie? Let's talk about Robert Zombie. Yeah, let's talk about Robert Zombie. You tell me about Robert Zombie. Well, so at long last, uh, like last year, like I, we would have watched this, mm-hmm. but uh, Canadian media rights hadn't figured life out yet because The Monsters came out in 2022 and it was supposed to be available on stream after some like kerfuffle about how wide release well the the fact that this was at one point supposed to maybe have a theatrical release 
And then it definitely wasn't going to get one. And it was going to get in, in the Robert Zombie made some claims that oh, I was never meant to be released uh, other than on the stream. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't you know, think that's I true. I think someone watched this film and said, no. I don't think, I don't think uh, the market's ready for the monsters. I don't think it's in the right place. Um, so anyway, so this got put into streaming in the U.S., but not mm-hmm. here. And if you had to, like for a period of time, you had to like pay to watch this. And I was no way I will watch this for free. Just like the last two Robert zombies I've watched, mm-hmm. uh, which were not very good. And I'd seen the trailer for this monsters, uh, that everyone else mm-hmm. saw and everyone went, what the fuck? Why does it look like such a cheap piece of shit? Why is it in color? What is mm-hmm. this? Like all the promotional images were black and white. Why is this in color? Why is it neon? The neon and, light, the green, and the, and the purple, and it and it does like just look like it looks like cheap. It looks like it, it looks like mm-hmm. the TV show probably was, which I've not really, I'm not really f- too familiar with the monsters. Or you haven't just, like, seen, like, but you assume it's not five it's stars. Pop, uh, it's pop culture, pop culture fodder. I mean, oh, okay. it's like it's. A, I've seen more Adams Family episodes, and I've seen the monsters mm-hmm. with, with old Herman. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Uh, the music, of course, the monsters is awesome. That's about all I remember of the monsters. But yeah, anyway, so the time had come. It, this was now available to watch, and watch it, I did, as did sure. RJ. Uh, after the fact, um, <clears throat> so prepare for the strangest love story ever told. Lily, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. He's a typical 150-year-old lovelorn vampire who's looking for the man of her nightmares until she lays her eyes on Herman, a seven-foot-tall green experiment with a heart of gold. It's love at first shock as these two ghouls fall things over feet for each other in a Transylvanian romance. Unfortunately, it's not all smooth sailing in the cemetery as Lily's father has other plans for his beloved daughter's future and they don't involve her new bumbling bee-boo. Uh, yep. I, just, I just noticed Sherry Moon Zombies in the Toolbox Murders, the 2004 one. Yeah. So it all comes back together. Yeah. 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 Anyways, what were we talking about? The Monsters. Oh, sure we were. Sure we were. Well, you know, RJ, I just want to say that this movie is definitely not my thing. So this is like a kids' movie, basically. Um, It it is not. It does not feel like a Rob Zombie movie, even though it's got all his cast and characters. You know, it's got uh, Richard Brake playing multiple characters. Uh, We get. We even get Cassandra Peterson. Old Elvira shows up Mm -hmm. here briefly. Um, D. Wallace, uh, who's not really a Rob Zombie person, but Jeff Daniel Phillips, who uh showed up oh, in yes. Halloween 2, Lords of Salem, Three from Hell, 31. Uh, that that fucking guy, yes. Uh, he, he's here as Herman of all, he's things. here going, <laughs> he's doing over something over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> we have uh, yeah, Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, uh, I mean, people always talk about how bad of an actor she is. I think she's fine in this. She, she, As an she actress, play, she plays the character like this. Like she's doing this yeah. thing, and you're like, yeah, that's all there's going to be. And a lot of people make a lot a big deal about Daniel Roebuck uh, as the count. I don't know because I was to me, I'm like, I didn't even recognize him 
as Daniel Roebuck at all. Neither and did I. And now I look and I go, oh, it's it's Cliff. Yep. It's Cliff from Matlock. He yep. also has shown up in Rob Zombie movies. I totally forgot about that. Like, mm-hmm. like five or seven, like seven of them. Mm-hmm. Wild. Wild times. I didn't recognize him either, but when I saw him, I went, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. And then you have, like, I don't know, uh, Jorge Garcia from, like, Adam Sandler movies. Like, Click, Ridiculous Six. Oh, Jorge Garcia oh, from Lost. Oh, that, that's Hugo. Like, that's Hugo, man. I did not recognize Hugo. It took, I had to look it up. I was like, that looks like Hugo, but they gave him fake teeth and he has like, he's doing like a weird accent a little bit, but that's Hugo. That did, that did not know that was Hugo. It did not compute. All right. So anyway, uh, this movie, what the first two thirds of this movie are all set in Transylvania, which is a Uh, neon like dreamland. It's like almost like nightmare before Christmas. Sort of yep. like it's like nightmare, t- whatever it is, Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is, uh, you know, it's got you know characters just gradually show up. You no know, people don't blink an eye when there's like, oh, there's a zombie. <laughs> he just talks like he don't talk like this. Uh, there's TV broadcasts. It's like a it's a whole little city community, and you're just like, huh? They're just going with this, but it doesn't feel explained it's just sort of that it's just oh well, yeah. transylvania is just a place where monsters live so there's uh there's zombies there's draculas there's frankensteins there's uh yeah. gilmen they're just all there and um everyone's just kind of cool with that everyone's cool with that then people go on trips uh probably the the best scene in the entire movie is i think when they're on vacation like on a Paris. cruise uh, they're, 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 they won't say they're on a cruise or something in your water, and they go, Uncle Gilbert, or something like that. And Uncle... then it's like, it's the creature from the Black it's Lagoon. It's Gilman. Yeah, it's Gilman. It's, it's Gil, Gilbert, or something like that. And they and he, he doesn't even say anything, and they just, it's matter of fact, and you go, oh, yeah, I mean, if this movie did more of what it's doing and not like this, I would be totally okay with it. But this sure. movie is also trying to be Rob, Rob Zombie comedy. What he thinks is funny Fuck in this like, well, not that kind of oh, yeah. uh, like weirdness where it's like raping people's funny. This is like mm-hmm. this is what families think is funny, but this is like the shit where it's like Captain Spaulding comedy and uh, yeah, the, the, the stuff I've seen in oh, what's it the um, that animated thing he did, Haunted World of El Super Bisto. I don't find uh, yeah. what I don't find his sensibility, his sense of humor, like at all mine. And so this was rough. <laughs> this was real bad for me. Uh, like on a production level, it's like, man, they put a lot of effort in. <laughs> I cannot deny that. Uh, they went all out, and at the same time, you're like, oh, this is like the monsters' origin story. Because like mm-hmm. the last beat of the movie, it's like, oh, now it's a black and white film. Now it's what the Monsters TV show was. Yeah, and it's like ah, oh, it all comes to this with him t- uh, flying over to live in America, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, the land of opportunity. Derek. That's right, and uh, you, Zombo, Robert Zombo. Yeah, they they talk about Zombo, and I like I use the Zombo tag, but I was like Zombo, the king of Creepy Land. Yeah, it's him. Zombo. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's Zombo. That's cool. Oh, but yeah. Um, so you're a big hmm. fan? 
no it's this movie just no i don't know I, i'm just not a the, the child that hardened me is no more or or this is lame lame as hell or and holy fuck this is 110 minutes long <laughs> why you bet it is why why does it go so for like forever and ever you bet it is pal no so this is a no thanks for me but you may have a different feeling on the monsters could be the best movie we've watched all month could be the best movie you've watched all month no i'm not saying that i'm just saying it could be so here here's what i'll say yeah i don't know the monsters Mm-hmm. Me neither. I know it's a comedy show, and I have to assume that a lot of what this movie is doing is from that. Like, was Herman Munster a stand-up com- comic? Don't know that, if he was anything. That made, like, like uh, dad jokes and would go... I'm glad that uh, Discord's blocking out the sounds you're making. Oh, my God. Like, his laugh. So, like... I don't know anything about the monsters, but I'm assuming like this is how the characters acted in some way, in some way. Like this is obviously exaggerated, but uh, I mean, yeah, this this movie's it's not good, <laughs> and I didn't enjoy watching it. But you like, did enjoy? Did you in you enjoyed watching I, it? I did not enjoy oh, watching okay. it. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, that's not, when I saw your review of more like the funsters. I mean, I so, like... <laughs> but well, here, here's my thing. It's like, this is not for me in any way at all. But it's like, when I was watching this, I was like, I feel like somebody would be really into this. Yeah. Some people, like, I don't know who, who it is. Like, but the only thing is like the monsters crowd that I feel like would maybe like this is not the Rob zombie crowd. And like, I feel like they don't mash where it's like this this movie's not Rob Zombie-ish at all. Like there there aren't any fuck a doodle doos in this or anything like that. Uh, not even one. Not even one, but uh I don't know. Like um I do think I I, I do think this is for somebody. Like somebody's gonna watch this and be like, this is just good hearted family fun. <laughs> and maybe that's all maybe that's all it needs to be. Uh like there were a couple scenes where I watched it and I went, huh. I was like, that's a good bit. Like, like what you said, like the Gill Man, mm-hmm. or like there were there were a couple of things. I was like, oh, those are good bits. Like, um, fuck, I don't. I watched this last night and I don't even remember now. But uh, there were a couple of things I thought were funny. But for everything I thought was funny, were like two things that I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. like uh, I mean, I liked all the outfits that they wore. Like, I feel like that was something that happened on the TV show. They wore a lot of outfits, but the outfits they would wear, they would sometimes be tied with like singing things. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't want, I don't want that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My, my biggest thing is I do, I do fully believe that this is for somebody. I just don't know <laughs> who it is. There's this like you common know? thing I saw in reviews of this, like Rob Zombie just clearly loves the characters. He loves the monsters. Yeah, like, he might. Like he might. I don't know. I didn't care. I don't give a fuck what he thinks. He made if this he movie. Likes the monsters or not? It doesn't matter. It, he made the movie. It's immaterial if like what yeah. his feelings are anymore. It's like, oh, this is the movie. Do I care if he enjoyed loving this? If he loved making this movie so much, it was like his passion project. Does that mean anything when I watch this thing where I'm like? 
this is really brutal to watch. Like, it's not funny. It's like, feels slow, uh, goofy. Like, it, there's just times where it completely changes styles, too. You're like, okay, that's the zombie thing. But man, I don't know. That Robert, he's made Robert Zombo. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, I, yeah, it probably is his passion project. And he probably does sure. love it. <clears throat> and I, I, and I, I was assume. I was assume that every movie is somebody's passion project. Sure. Making movies is difficult. Yeah, sure. And that and that's what I mean. It's like I this is definitely for somebody. I just don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. This isn't like I could see some people being like half a star, not for me. And it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like Yeah, I went a, a one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's what I mean. Like a one and a half is like you don't like it, or you don't care, whatever. Well, two. But so for me, like evil two, half two, star. two stars is just like I don't like. Ah, eh, this isn't very good. One and a half is like this movie actually like was pretty tough to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, like where I'm like just actively annoyed by it because mm-hmm. again, it is just I don't like this shit. Uh, there's like better films that I also don't like at all, and this isn't that either. This is just like no. Nah. Get out of here. Get out of here, Robert. Mm. Roberto Zombo. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we both think it's a Jarrett pick. That's good. That's good. That's great. Yeah, it's great. Beautiful. It's beautiful. We both know what that means, so that's good. Oh, man. So many things to still talk about. I know, but how are we going to fit a movie in if we don't just stop? Exactly. Exactly. I got to edit this and get it released to the world. Well, next time, folks, we'll pick Mm -hmm. up. Next time we'll talk about the sadness. We'll talk about oh yeah, we'll talk about the sadness, which I feel like is definitely an RJ pick. Well, you'll hear some things about the sadness. Maybe RJ will watch VHS eighty five by then. Probably. RJ can RJ can buckle in, wait for me to talk about ICU, aka uh, Prisoners twenty nineteen. I I can't wait for that, and Jared's gonna hear all about the Willies again and Gordy. Gordy. One, of Jared, oh, one of Jared's favorite characters, Gordy. Fucking, fucking Gordy. And uh, actually one of the good movies I've watched this month. We'll talk about next time. Super. Oh, well, we'll see. That's exciting. Something to look forward to, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everyone, for another successful quotes. Uh, ghoul School. And uh, next week, we're talking about Criterions as well. Just one, though. Under the Volcano. I'm told it's set on the Day of the Dead. So it's kind of thematic, right? It fucking better be, or else I'm out of here. Out of here. Out of here. Okay, well, that's it, folks. Um, creep it yeah, we real. Got... Yeah, we got it. You creep it real. We got stray cats to feed. It's dinner time.